This week on Out Now with Ernanib, we are talking missing, plane, and skinamarink. Dinky dink, skinamarinky do. Planes love you. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! How are you? Aaron, how are you? You know what? I'm doing pretty well. I had another nice, lovely day with my lovely girlfriend. Um, we, we, we caught a movie that I'll mention, The the Quickies. Oh, trademark. Um, I uh, got a lot of work done lately. It's been, it's been a good time. You're working on the weekends? Man, you're just <laughs> like a man at work. Wait, was that man at work that sang that song? <laughs> Now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole finding out who sang that song. Work it. Oh, they're working for the weekend. Never mind. How are you doing? That was my lover boy. My <laughs> Thank <bad>. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing well. The rain has let up a little bit. I think we're going to be getting some more. Uh, and now back to you now in sports. Well, Out Now is a film podcast where Amy and I discuss new movies weekly. Uh, we also have these, have these special bonus episodes with one of our punk commentary tracks. Some thoughts on news of the day or something completely different. And this is uh, something a little different. This is our hodgepodge episode for January. Uh, we had a, a few releases as of late, a few things that we haven't talked about yet since we did our wonderful top 10 episode last week. So we figured we want to do a little catch up, talk about some new movies, maybe have a surprise guest later on. Who knows? <laughs> uh, all kinds of stuff going on this week. And uh, but the so, yeah, we're going to we're talking about a few things. We're going to talk about the movie missing uh, for sure. Uh, we're going to delve into uh a bit of plain chat, uh, a new spinoff segment that I, I can't wait to start. <laughs> what if that was true? Every week we just talk oh, a little bit about Oh, we're plain. just talking about our cessness. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, the the indie horror hit, Skinamarink, is going to enter the conversation as well. Uh, so yeah, we got plenty of things uh, going on in this episode. But let's get to some show notes real quick. First up, new commentary track. This is exciting. It is for John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13. Uh, a lot of fun to record that one with uh, friends of the show, Brandon, Yancey, and Mark. And um, the thing about this is it's kicking off our our commentary theme for the next few months, which is I Love L.A., where we're talking various <laughs> action and action comedies from the past few decades uh, that are set in Los Angeles. And so, yeah, we kicked it off with Assault on Precinct 13. Next month will be Beverly Hills Cop. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, lots of fun coming that way. Um, what else? Speaking of bonus stuff, the Horror Awards. Um, myself and Professor Mike Dillon and friend of the show Mark Hoffmeyer, we discussed the uh, our our favorite horror movies in the year of in the form of a award ceremony. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's coming very soon as well. That was a lot of fun to put together, um, separating out the very because there's a lot of really good horror movies that came out last year. So we uh, had some fun uh, working on that as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? I you know the Sundance Film Festival is going on. So we Abe and I generally have a guest on to talk to us about Sundance. So that should be fun. His name might uh, rhyme with uh, Balix Trillington, <laughs> perhaps, or maybe Cax. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see who shows up. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think that's that's good for show notes. So let's move. Let's get to some out quickies. Trademark. You do that now. We we quickies. Trademark. All right, Abe. I want to hear from you. What have you seen recently? You know what I watched recently? I watched uh, The Last of Us episode one. 
Oh, okay. I, I have to tell you, I was very hesitant because I I really capital L love this game and I love I love the sequel as well. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, you know, I played through this game. I've like trudged through all like the mud mud and dirt. And uh, I feel like, you know, if they do it wrong, I'm just going to be so mad and pissed. It's like, you know, this is how your this is how your inner monologue sounds. Exactly. Really yeah, gruff. it's very <laughs> gruff. Yeah. I mean, they, they got the, the movie Venom from me. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm the inspiration behind Tom Hardy. Uh, but it's it's actually not bad. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes next. I mean, it's made by Craig Mazin. Mazin. Mazin, who, who did great work with Chernobyl. But I, you know, I, again, I was very hesitant as a protective gamer, so to speak. And and I'm not very protective of games all the time, but this one in particular, because of the journey that you go through playing The Last of Us Part One, it's just special to me, I suppose. And I was hoping that they weren't going to just like majorly mess things up. And they, they have not. Uh, So I'm glad that it is so far so good. Um, but beyond that, I also started. I watched it too. And, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of the game as well. I've played it multiple times and, you know, I like the, I like what Naughty Dog does in general. I, I was, I would say I handed myself over completely to it right away just from the announcement because of the fact that it was a series instead of a let's truncate this all into two hours movie. Sorry. As well as a series on HBO Sunday nights, which is like, well, why would I think this would be bad? Uh, you have the person behind Chernobyl. You have Neil Druckmann, the director of the game, working very closely with him. Yeah, you have the cast that I enjoy. You have like all these elements were like, I have no reason to doubt this. And right now, it's like, yeah, it's a solid pilot. I, I, I like what they've done to visualize in cinematic form this world. Uh, and I, I look forward to what's coming next. Uh, you know, as we speak, there's an episode on right now that we'll watch, probably watch after this. <laughs> I mean, so um, who can yeah. tell? I uh, yeah, I, I I'm happy I wasn't disappointed. But at the same time, I'm like, right. I, I, you you already have my attention based off of all the choices you've made for how to adapt The Last of Us, as opposed to I don't know, look at Uncharted last year. Like, and so it's I, I I'm happy you, with. You're telling me you don't like Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Come on, I've, Come I've on. been saying that he grew a mustache I, for the role. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to talk about Uncharted again. No. No. Okay. <laughs> the less talking about it we do, the better. I'd say. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm very satisfied of what they're doing yeah. so far. With this. Same. Uh, so yeah, we might watch an episode later tonight. Uh, as far as other TV that I've been watching, because I haven't really seen a whole bunch of uh, movies, I started watching Archer again. Uh, I guess this is post coma Archer. Um, so he's woken up and he's kind of just back, uh, doing his spy stuff. Lana is now married, but I, you know, regardless like of what the seasons of post right? <laughs> uh, I think I'm, this is like season like 10 or 11 that I'm, I'm watching, mm-hmm. but, um, I, the only comment I want to make is everybody's voice has gotten old except for H. John Benjamin. <laughs> like you can kind of hear it in Aisha, uh, Tyler's Tyler. voice. And then obviously, uh, uh, his mother, I forget who she's played by, but she also has, has sadly passed away. Um, but yeah, their voices have certainly gotten older. Jessica and Walter. The, Jessica Walter, thank you. And you listen to H.N. Benjamin, and he's still just like H.N. Benjamin-ing. Um, so, you know, I everybody's gotten older for sure, but I that's the part that kind of makes me a little bit sad just because, you know, I'm not a young buck anymore either. So thanks for reminding me that I'm, I'm getting old TV. I will that. Like, I've been fairly mixed on archer not like in a bad way it's like it's still entertaining but like 
it's not you know what it once was it's a long it's been a long time but i would yeah. say the most recent season i was quite satisfied with okay yeah. and they're still making them yeah it is yeah. you know it's <laughs> nobody's saying no right 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 yeah <laughs> um anything else no that's it all right well i've seen a bunch of stuff okay. and i'll try to recap as quickly as i can uh first thing i watched two leslie you heard of two leslie uh i've heard too legit <laughs> But I have not well, heard of two Leslie. So this I, is a this, maybe I have. This is a drama starring Andrea Riceborough, who's been yes, a lot I have of, heard yeah, of this now. I, yes. I figured as soon as I mentioned that, yeah, she's beginning to <laughs> yeah. get a lot of like a big groundswell support from a lot of celebrities, just saying this is the yeah. best performance I've ever seen from an actor ever. Um, I I didn't want to walk into this with my arms crossed, being like, how good does this actually be? And I did, I didn't. But it is, it is a uh, it's an indie drama where she plays a a a woman from. You know, kind of, kind of, kind of trash area, redneck area, uh, where she won the lottery, um, and it's a good chunk of money, and it goes about as well as you can guess. She spends it pretty much all on like drugs and alcohol. She abandons her son, and so this movie takes place like a few years after this, where at this point she's pretty much homeless. Uh, and she finds her way to Mark Maron's character, who plays hmm. a hotel owner, along with Bubbles from The Wire, Andre Royale. Hmm. Um, they kind of take her in and she kind of starts to get her stuff together. And it's just like a character study involving these characters. Um, yes. Riseboro is very good in this movie. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. That said, Mark Barron is maybe better. Wow. <laughs> this is his best performance I've seen from him in like a dramatic performance. You're going to pull an Edward Norton and be like, this is the most, I don't really write about this stuff often, but Mark Barron is producing some great work. He's really good. Wow, <laughs> like, okay. and, it's, I, and I think it's because he's drawn from his own past as far as like substance abuse and addiction and what have you. Like, so I, I it's very, it seems obviously it needs a producer on this movie. So like, there's, there's obviously like personal value to telling a story like this and like people like getting their stuff together and what have you. But I, but regardless, it's a well-acted movie. Like I, you know, the movie itself, it's like, yeah, it follows a pretty particular, it has a lot of people. It has Steven Root, Allison Janney pop up in there. Like there's good, good amount of character actors in there, but it, it's, it's worthwhile, but it certainly has like really strong performances going for it. So I can right. see why the kind of the, um, the regard has has dropped in around. Yeah, she certainly here. has emerged as a, a potential for best actress. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but, uh, we'll see it. We'll see it on Tuesday morning at six oh five in the morning. <laughs> yes, <that's>, uh, <laughs> will happen. Um, I watched the movie Sick. Um, this yes. is a new slasher film that's on Peacock. Okay, it's uh, from a story by Kevin Scream Williamson. And uh, it's directed by John Hyams. He's mm-hmm. done a lot of uh, Scott Adkins action movies. And he also did a did a, like a horror movie I saw during pandemic called like Alone, I believe, which is pretty solid. This movie's good. Uh, okay. It's a solid slasher flick. It's to the point. It's like 85 minutes. Uh, it's about um, it's set specifically during like 2020 pandemic times. That factors into like the story and the setting uh, to um Two young women who are friends, they go to a lake house to just get away from everybody. So they can have like a weekend alone. Um, and it's some sort of form of slasher follows them there and causes problems. Um, it's it's really solid. Like it, okay. it, 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 it for one thing, it has characters that are making smart choices. Uh, like despite the predicaments they find themselves in, there's no like there's not a lot of dumb going on here, mm-hmm. which is always appreciated. Yeah. Uh, and the way COVID factors into this story, I think is clever. Um, and as a, from a direction standpoint, like there's some really good camera work here. Uh, it's hard to explain beyond just saying 
I like how this is directed. Hmm. Um, and so I'll just throw all those things in there and say, yeah, six pretty solid. Really. Okay. Quick watch. Yeah. Quick, yeah. It's an 85 minute uh, thriller. So, okay. You know, it, it, do, it does the job. Um, Caught up of another movie. This was on uh, my lovely girlfriend, Anna's uh, favorite films of the year. It's called The Swimmers. Yes. Netflix, it's, right? Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a biopic about these uh, two teenage Syrian refugees um, the the Mardini sisters um, and how they basically, you know, get leave leave their home, make it make it ashore, and they've they've been wanting to be like Olympic swimmers and they practice for it and things. I don't want to go into it because it's real life and whatnot. You can find out that yourself by watching it, but mm-hmm. it's very good. Um, it's a very good movie. Um, and they they cast two actual sisters to play the sisters, which I think helps quite a bit. Like it just gives it a certain sense of authenticity for what they're going for. Um, it's just like a top to bottom, well-made movie. Like it's a, you know, kind of this mix of coming of age and sports and other thematic elements just based off the the nature of, you know, being refugees that are dealing with a lot of different kinds of potentially scary stuff mm-hmm. um, while also being, you know, an inspirational movie as far as what it's doing. So I, 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 I really liked it. It's on Netflix now. You can watch it. Right better or worse than Million Dollar Arm? <laughs> it is better than Million Dollar <laughs> Arm. Yes. <laughs> which we I give you shit for all the time. Not a bad movie. It's, not, it's a Disney produced movie. It's not a bad movie not at be all. Bad. It's just not a movie that's going to be a summer hit at the block <laughs> at the box office. I can't believe I put that movie like <laughs> top ten, baby. But yeah, the swimmers, good movie. Okay. Uh, speaking speaking of my little girlfriend, we went and saw Roman Holiday. Oh, okay. A classic romantic comedy starring Audrey Hepburn and Gregory Peck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hepburn, who would win an Oscar for this movie, um, as well, and like, and uh, of course, uh, Brian Cranston's Dalton Trumbo won an Oscar for screenplay, although he couldn't take claim for the screenplay Oscar at the time because he was on the blacklist. So a friend of his who had a, he also helped with the script a bit. He took credit for. There's a whole story there. I think oh. that's pretty interesting. More interesting than the actual movie Trumbo, but regardless, <laughs> Roman Holiday, good movie. Uh, okay. I don't know if you know this, but it's a classic. Yeah, I've heard, uh, yeah, I've heard great things about it. Oh uh, yeah, it, it's 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 very very good. Um, happy to happy to see it on the big screen. It's one of Anna's uh, absolute favorite movies, so I was very happy to uh, uh, see it in that capacity on the, nice. on the wide screen. That said, it was a Fathom event, and you know what? Fathom not good at this. Uh, oh, I, 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 thought you, I thought you were gonna say it went off without a hitch. No, no, <laughs> no. It pulled a it pulled a Fathom. And uh, it, it played on mute for a good couple minutes at the start there. Well, Aaron, the movie is like you know seventy five years old. It, it's a it could be a silent movie. <laughs> it, it was uh, annoying oh, okay. <laughs> to experience Fathom doing things badly once again. Did they the did game. they restart the movie or did they just they did not re- no they did not restart the movie. So once, so you just like missed like the first five minutes of, of audio. And, and and once the sound came on, it was not at full capacity. I could very much tell this also. It was oh, just playing man. it like the best they could. No, don't worry. I I sent a I sent out a a, a message to Regal to alert them of this. So Mr. We'll Regal actually wrote you back. Not yet, but they've okay. they've they've responded in the past when it comes okay. to this kind of thing. So, still so, Roman Holiday, great movie. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad to hear, and I'm bummer to hear about you know, fathom events. But I guess it is what it is. You would think after the complaints that they've had many times, ninety nine percent of them from you, they'd start getting it right. <laughs> be a great strip. Yeah. Um. Okay. A couple other things. Uh, I'll try to go do a little faster. There's a movie called There's Something Wrong with the Children. It's a creepy kid movie. I like creepy kid movies. This is a fun one. 
I enjoyed this. Okay. Where'd you uh, see this? It's on VOD, I believe, right okay. now. Um, but yeah I, yeah, I got a screener for it. But yeah, it's on VOD. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a solid, creepy kid movie. Uh, you know what? Remember uh, Ambulance? Remember the beginning of Ambulance where there's a the little girl that gets like a, like a, a, a like a, she gets impaled and Isaac Gonzalez is trying to rescue her? Yes. Yeah. That little girl is in this movie. There's something wrong with the children. And oh, now I thought I you hate... say she's impaled again. No, now I hate that girl. Whoa! Okay, she was so sweet in in ambulance. Though. Yeah, so now I now now I should have left her there because yeah. oh my god, this is not good. This should have left her there. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was just in the shoulder. She wasn't gonna die, <laughs> but she still would have been stuck there instead of terrorizing me in this movie. Yeah, this <laughs> wow. Okay, so she turns in like a really good creepy kid performance. Then she does. Yes. Right. Effective. Um, a uh, friend of the show, Marcus Robinson, talked about All My Friends Hate Me on last yes. week. Yes, yeah, just last week. Yeah, so I watched this. Solid, dark comedy. Mm-hmm. It's a solid, like, thrilling comedy. Like, it has some moves that I appreciate. It has this, it's very British. And the way it, it's like a comedy about manners, but handled in a, like, it's filmed like a thriller, despite being ostensibly a comedy. And I mm-hmm. think it's quite effective for what it's doing. So so now you find out, you you have since found out why uh marcus is so awkward at parties exactly that's okay ex- yeah i took notes okay you took some so when we throw him that annual marcus party we can know how to make it seem like we hit him <laughs> um two more movies i'll mention yes. um i watched the son this is the follow-up to the father mm-hmm. uh, from florian zimmer it's based off one of his plays just like the father was it stars hugh jackman laura dern uh what's her face vanessa kirby and anthony hopkins in a small role and then the kid that plays the son whose name I, escapes me. Uh, this movie's bad. Wow. <laughs> this movie's, like, really bad. <laughs> it's, like, it's shocking how bad it is compared to The Father, which is, like, really good. Yes. Um, I could explain why, but it amounts to, it feels like just really bad melodrama not handled in any particularly interesting way, despite mm-hmm. Jackman and Dern particularly being very good in the movie. Like, okay. they're great. They do their job. I, I want to see Jackman succeed. This kind of thing, as far as like, yeah, he's a sol- he's always been a solid dramatic performer. I, I like what he gets to do. This, yeah. Sadly, this movie's just not very good. It feels very like it feels like the worst example of staginess that we've talked about before. Like as far as being a play adaptation, it feels sure. very deliberate in like how it presents like only a few locations and all the drama taking place within those locations. It just doesn't come together at all. We're like the father was well shot as far as capturing Alzheimer's in an interesting yes. way yeah. and playing with linear narrative and whatnot. This is just a straight ahead drama that's I imagine works better on stage just because you have more time to deal with the stuff going on where this just feels like, oh boy, this is is, is there not to say not to use the term like too loosely, but is there like a gimmick to this one? Like does no. the sun grow up over the, the course no. of the movie kind of thing? There's no there's no particular gimmick to it. Like okay. the sun is just depressed because his parents split up for reasons mm-hmm. and we're just dealing with like why is he this way and what mm-hmm. can the parents do about it? Yeah. And it's just not it's just not very good. <laughs> like it just doesn't yeah. shine in many ways. I don't. So you're think... saying go watch the Fablemans instead? Yeah, <laughs> easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of bad movies, I also watched The Good Nurse. Did you see The Good Nurse? Abe? I've heard of the TV show. What doesn't this isn't this a show with Edie Falco? That's Nurse Jackie. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> There's the Good Doctor with. Um, oh, with uh, uh What's his face? That yeah, guy, Freddie Highmore. Freddie Highmore, yeah, yeah. What's his um, uh, movies he in? Uh, Finding, Never- Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's Good a doctor. meme. 
he's he's Bates. He's Norman Bates in the Bates Motel. That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, this movie's bad. Uh, this movie. Okay. Has Eddie, another bad one. This has Eddie Redmayne and Jessica Chastain. Oh, this movie. Yeah. It's on. Okay. It's like a hit on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. I know Eddie Redmayne particularly has been getting a lot of like possible shoutouts for awards. Right. Like he's certainly good. Like so, it's based on a true story. Eddie Redmayne plays a nurse who's been like secretly killing people at various hospitals for years and then like jessica chastain like realizes this and like slowly has to figure out what to do about it with mm-hmm. the help of like police it, it, it's not good like it's it's just it feels very contrived and how it's instructed um you know you have good actors so it's like it's hard to fault it on that end and yes yeah. eddie redmayne is he's certainly good and i hate like i see clips of him where he has to be he has to start playing it big at a certain point and when you put like just him shouting on twitter like yeah that looks ridiculous really but, you, yeah. but, you, but that's you know out of context like 10 second clips when you watch this performance and like how much he's holding in before he finally lets something out it's like there's good stuff here yeah i just wish this was in a better movie but as yeah. it's just like a pretty contrived biopic okay let me give you let me give you a pitch idea uh-huh. different movie title zero uh-huh. dark good nurse I like how you tried to connect that, like as if it's set like zero I dark mean, nurse. Just get Chastain's got to go find out who this bad nurse is, right? <laughs> if they just called it bad nurse, that might be good. Bad nurse. And they make it seem like it's a comedy, like bad teacher or whatever, but it's actually just a really gritty thriller. Yeah, I mean, that might actually work, but I think Zero Dark Good Nurse is a better idea. <laughs> yeah, okay, you pitch that. We'll go. We'll both go to Saranto. I'm going to go to Paramount. No, Saranto, he quit, right? Saranto's yeah, gone. We, exactly. We, we, go to, gonna, we go to the new guy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if we go. <laughs> you have you have Edward Redmayne's number on speed dial? Eddie? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> E-Dog? E-Dog. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's on our cookies. Trademark. <laughs> that's been all that. Let's move on. Let's get to let's get to our first main review here. Uh, talk about missing. Hi, this is Grace Allen. Please leave a message. Mom, where are you guys? My mom never came home from her trip. I don't know where she is. I'm calling about a guest you had. Um, does anyone speak English? Uh, I'm sorry. This is Elijah Park. Please, I need your help. The FBI doesn't have jurisdiction to investigate in Colombia. So is there anything I can do? The best thing you can do to help us is just wait by your phone. Hey, okay, hi, Mommy. <laughs> hi, Junebug. I'm not giving up on my mom. That should have been some of the trailer for Missing. Uh, in 2018, the film Searching arrived at the Sundance Film Festival, made for a pretty small sum of money, starring John Cho, and ended up being quite the hit as far as getting acquired, making a good amount of money itself, and putting, you know, certain filmmakers on the map for uh, future efforts. Now we have Missing, which is something of a follow-up film. It's technically in the same universe right. as Searching, but it's not connected in a direct way, although there yeah, are connections you can find. I call it a sister find. movie. Sure. It is. It's basically an anthology sequel, I guess, right. is one way to look at it. Um, and this time around, we have Storm Reed as June Allen, uh, a, a young girl who's uh, she, she she lives with her mother, played by Nia Long, uh, who is about to go on a vacation with her boyfriend, played by Ken Leung. Uh, June will be at home and will be eventually having to pick her up uh, from the airport. But problem is, 
the pair uh, her mother is nowhere to be found oh, upon, no. <laughs> upon getting upon arriving to pick her up at the airport uh so what's she to do well she's going to use her vast knowledge of technology when it comes to computers and social media services and what have you in order to attempt to piece together where her mom could possibly be but this might in turn unlock various secrets that she might <laughs> have never known about to begin with abe i want to yes. know I, let me recall. Let me recall what you told, what you thought about searching, real quick, and then what did you think of missing? Yeah, I thought, uh, if I remember correctly, I, I think I really liked searching quite a bit. I think from the standpoint of how effectively they use the premise of just being on your screen or on a screen, and all the various resources that John Cho in that movie could only use, whether that be security camera footage and or the use of calling people via Skype and and other. Um, uh, social networking tools. Mm -hmm. um, that's what my main takeaway from searching was. And also it was um, somewhat, which I'll get to in a little bit later, but it was a somewhat like relevant-ish story. Um, just teasing that there. But uh, as far as missing goes, missing is, it's it's definitely different from searching. I think that there's a, a tonal difference in the way that it kind of uh, handles the subject matter. It's a, it's a delight though. Like it's a crowd pleasing movie. I, I sat in an audience with like a, a mixture of uh, patrons, you know, some older, some younger and the younger people had, it was great. They were like talking to the screen. It was, it was really fun to watch them say, Oh no, at various points. And even I was uh, shocked at some, some points of this, just in terms of what you're able to see on the screen. But I think the thing that compels me more about searching than maybe perhaps missing is that searching kind of came at the heels of the first season of Serial, the podcast, where we learned about a case that was somewhat similar to what happened in searching. Um, and I think searching also, they, they stuck more to the um, the limitations that they had within the uh the computer right because there was a reason that john cho had to be on on the screen all the time i forget what it was um but it actually made sense and in this one you know storm reed is uh is our main cast member that we're following and she's just leaves i guess her facetime app open all the time and that's the way that we're able to see her on the computer screen this one also is much more um, advanced now just in terms of what we're able to do and, and what people are able to do and to find um, within their fingertips uh, on the internet but as a whole like you know the story is the story it's it's got some fun twists and some fun turns um, but on the whole I, I think that it was just a really uh, pleasant experience like I didn't feel as tense as I did in searching uh, because of the a either the way that they told the story in searching versus this one um, but I certainly I think that it also kind of I don't know really if the use of unknown quote unquote unknown movie actors in searching helped that one because we know who, we all know who John Cho is, but we didn't know who his daughter uh, really was and and what have you. So maybe there was an element of oh I, I maybe who who are these people kind of thing. So it's it's a fun watch, um, and I don't mean the subject matter is fun; it's just more of like the movie is a fun watch. I um uh, I was a fan of searching. I liked what John Cho was doing specifically because I think he's a good actor, but I thought he was doing a good job portraying this kind of you know sad dad, obviously trying to find his daughter, but one that was also like not he he wasn't like the best with technology. Yes, I, correct. I, enjoy, I thought that struggle was yeah. particularly well handled as far as given what the movie's format is using the, the screen life format thing. Right. Um, I will add that you did have Deborah Messing in that first movie, which. 
right right when they showed her in this movie i was like oh right (laughs) and that kind of like i still like searching overall but i was also like well if you have one other main cast member (laughs) this is girl the dragon tattoo territory (laughs) yeah um missing on the other hand uh i did not like it um wasn't a fan i certainly like elements of it i do think the the notion of using screens is still well handled and implemented here uh like i do think that you know this doesn't seem like an easy thing to do it's it seems like a logistical nightmare to kind of make all that work so the fact that it's coherent enough uh that is appealing to me as far as if we're going to make more of these which i'm not against even though i didn't like this one I, i still like the use of this stuff cool the problem I had with this one is because I agree with you as far as it is doing it's it's trying which is makes sense it's trying to separate itself from search by being a little bit different but by the way it does so is by kind of expanding the scope and making the plot more ridiculous <laughs> um, which <laughs> I was just I couldn't like buy into it it was that was the issue I kept finding myself with and I think yeah, part of sure. Part of that was because I don't think Storm Reed is particularly good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was trying to care more about what was taking place, but I just I couldn't find myself connecting in the way I connected to Sad Dad John Cho right. in the first movie. Yes, and if that's not holding me in, then we're in trouble. Far, you know, I, I'm glad you liked. It. I wanted to like it, um, but I I I kept like finding myself at arm's length from what the story was, and I think what didn't help also was. I I don't think it necessarily tips its hand as far as where things are going, but I do think because I don't try to guess things, right? I tend to right. let myself in on the movie and just kind of let it wash over me as it does. But there are things that it points out towards the beginning where I'm like, well, I know this is going to come up again in some way. And look it, at you, look at you being a sleuth. And it did in multiple yeah, yeah. occasions. So like, the journey I was on felt like a waiting game for me because I was just, I felt like I was ahead of it already, mm-hmm. but I still, I enjoyed aspects of that journey. You do have, while I wasn't big on Reed in this film, you do have Joaquin de Almeida who generally plays bad guys. And when yes. I say generally, I mean every chance he's gotten, yes. he's played a bad guy. Who is, and, who is the one doing the kidnapping? Yes. And this is like, <laughs> he's not just, and it's not a spoiler to say he's nice because it would make no sense if he was a bad guy. Right. So I'll just say he's not only a good person, but he's like aggressively good. And he even has his own mini arc that I really liked. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I really appreciated. I, I did um, feel a little tenderness at the end there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like this stuff's working for me. I wish the rest of this was working for me. I, I, right. I, I was so wanting to, like, I still kept trying to be in on this because I'm like, okay, cool. It's a bigger, you know, they're going to Columbia. So now we got to figure out that there's a language barrier. There's some fun stuff they do with that. Yeah. And then there's just like little things where like her best friend who's with her a lot of the time just feels Vina. like, yeah, just feels like a sounding board instead of like a character. Right. The where th- it just, I mean, it's without, it just gets ridiculous yeah, I mean, yeah, as yeah, far as, as far as the, the lengths needed to go to explain why things were happening. I just couldn't buy it. Uh, even though it's, I know it's a movie, it's heightened, but even then I was like, we're going pretty far here sure. <laughs> as far as what needed to be accomplished versus yeah. what I'm getting. I, I want to interject and say, I don't think that you and I are too far off from actually the story of this movie, sure. like how we feel about, because I'm pretty much there with you. It's just the only thing that tipped it in my favor is that I had an audience that was reacting to this movie as I was watching it, including people behind me that were like, don't go in there or like gasping at times. And I was like, this is a really fun experience, but I agree with you that it's quite 
ridiculous for her to be like, let me go hack into multiple people's emails and multiple people's accounts without having like any real um, issues with that. Um, not not like I'm not saying morality things. I'm just more talking about like if somebody were to hack into your email, you definitely would know. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, and you'd be like, well, let me go and reset my password. And this movie is a big case for two factor authentication. Um, and you know, you definitely, <laughs> yeah, yes, you really is. turn that on all the time. But I, I certainly hear what you're saying. Especially given to... the people in this movie that would seemingly have that activity, right. given the yeah. legs they're going to do certain things. I agree, yeah. So I definitely agree with you that, you know, this this it's not as tight. And and I'm, I'm talking about tight in terms of story, but also like tightly wound up in terms of how, how you feel um, trying to find, you know, in, in, in searching John Cho. It's like I was really there were times where I was like, oh no, like my heart sank at times. Uh-huh. Or I was really like, it's him. Like, you know, when he, when he goes and confronts like his, his uncle or, or her uncle or whatever the case is. Yeah. Like, and, and this one doesn't really have any of those types of surprises. I think they try to reprise some of them, but they're just not as strong because I think the thing that sort of what you're talking about too, that takes it away is I know that that's Nia Long. And I know that that's, I know that that's Storm Reed. And I know that that's like Ken Leung, who is, Aside from like industry, the move the the show on HBO, he's like always playing like this guy that would be a, a drug dealer of some kind or a crime a crime guy of some. kind. I mean, it's not it's not like I I hear what you're saying. It's not as though like the casting was problematic to me. Sure, like sure. I think like they're they're doing the work to inhabit these characters. It's just. <laughs> there's only so many avenues it can go yes. like i'm trying to be so vague and i did i do think honestly i did i just don't think reed was very good here that was my like yeah. there is a couple and it's not necessarily her it's all she has no, i hear being, what you're saying i actually have a question being, for you it's how she's being directed and whatnot yeah. too it's not i don't think she lacks talent it's just like there are scenes where she's witnessing things that are should be terrifying but like her reaction to it is less so and as i'm just like it caught me a number of times from like one would be more horrified, I think, of like if you're, they're saying their mom in a precarious scenario than what I'm being given here. It's just right. like stuff like that kind of added up. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's where I don't even want to say like I, I, I can't really defend it because I <laughs> I also had those kinds of problems. I even had problems like the, the third act, um, yeah. you know, where a lot of things kind of come together um, and there's um, uh, like a, a setup of of home cameras, you know, they, they basically have like a security system at home and they are, we're, we're able to watch these things unfold. And, you know, at, at certain points I, I even laughed because of how easy or ridiculous that it actually was, you know, like I sure. especially laughed at one point where there, you see a, a camera and it's, it's labeled as woods. And I was just like, woods, like that's, it's a throwaway <laughs> thing, but it's like, you know, when you have to be so on the nose as to say, let me, let me guide an audience through, how I want them to interpret this. Like these are basically all like um, these are all like um, uh, script notes that you, that an actor would see, but we obviously wouldn't see as, as a, an audience member. So it's kind of just funny when you see them kind of have to play that up uh, on an, on a larger screen for everybody. But yeah, I certainly had issues. I even had issues with like, you know, friend of the show, um, um, Amy Landecker, right? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Cause I think that she serves like a, an interesting purpose and, she kind of is there maybe as a red herring at times, but yeah. um, I I just didn't think that what would happen in a situation like that would resolve itself so quickly. Um, I think that there's also like what Joaquin says a lot, which is like, 
if you have information, you should go to the police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that kind of is like, well, let me just go Punky Brewster to this thing. I, Punky Brewster is never a crime solver, but um, let me <laughs> let me go crime solve this thing on my own, right? And I think that's kind of what you're falling short of too. Yeah, I like, mean, this, it, this it, doesn't make any like logical sense. And the thing, like you know, be, compared to being a story about a father trying to find a missing daughter. Uh, you know, so, someone trying to find their missing mother, like that feels primed for me to like it. Like, yeah, so yeah. I was like, I was ready to like get into this movie and like attach myself to and feel emotional. And it's, it just didn't get me there. So it's like, if yeah. you're not affecting me in any way beyond the, you know, shock twists that naturally we're going to have some kind of reaction out right. of me, like there's, there's not a lot here. Yeah. And I, I know this can work because I've seen this format being used a few times at this point, and I like it. I yeah. I do find it genuinely clever the way they justify why this logic or this perspective works. Right. Um, but if I'm not attaching myself to these characters or you know the story is going too far for my like, I don't know what to do. So yeah, yeah just what was the Shutter movie that was about? Um, like a Zoom meeting. Host. Host. Yeah, yeah. Which was yeah. pretty good, right? That's good, and that's like that's like forty minutes. Like it's not even. <laughs> oh, it's not. Is that is that considered it's, feature length? It's not a feature film. Okay, like it's yeah. it's it's a it's a quick movie, but yeah. it's just really effective. Yeah, so. and that then we've seen we've obviously seen. Um, what was like sorry? It's, a, it's an hour and five, so it's it's it okay. got over it got over technically. So yes, it would count yeah. as a film. So. And then what was the one like where they had like the Skype thing with like the ghost? That's unfriended. Unfriended. Yeah. So again, we have seen these things, and I also thought of like VHS, the first VHS. Um, where there is like an element of like using Skype and you kind of just see things happen in the Skype video with like that guy who like steals organs. Um, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying too, because there's an element of look how easy this is. Uh, the other part of me was thinking like, it actually is kind of that easy though. You know what I mean? Um, to find mm-hmm. out information about somebody's phone number or uh, past history because their phone is logging all these things. And But I, I agree with you that there's, even a certain element of okay, well, this is a little bit too far, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't think that if you've ever traveled internationally, not everybody has like five G web surface. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I'm seeing like crystal clear video in Colombia, I'm like, this is a little bit of a stretch. And also, like, who, like, I don't know who would actually do this for you. Uh, it's the, it's you the nice part of Colombia. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. The part that yeah, it's, it's called uh, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the good part. The part that has clear internet. But um, uh, and people I use like you... uh, Task Task Rabbit and WhatsApp. Yeah, are... Go Ninja. Yeah, uh, I want to ask you about sort of the element of um, June herself. So in this, this is like a weekend thing that she's supposed to. She's gonna go have a house party, and then she's gonna go pick up her mom like a uh, following Sunday, right? Sure. What I, I guess this is a question of like what she does, but also like how you interpret this. Does she go to school or is it summertime? And then the other question is like, what happens like in all this in between time? Like, I think I actually lost sense of like how long this has been after they gave up like the 48 hour thing. Um, well, she's 18. She's a senior. Um, I forget, I think it's like as school has ended. Like, oh, has it? Okay. Cause yeah. I was like, why is she not in the school? Yeah, it's like it's just hit like school. School just got out, basically. Got it. All right. Um, I think it might even be set in June as a play on her name. Uh, Clever. um, And then what did you ask after that? I asked um, uh, in terms of like her 
sort of um like what is she doing in all of this in between time because i asked the time frame of, of this movie becomes muddied after the first maybe third. oh uh, what i mean i mean she's just gathering more in, you know it <laughs> gathering more intel i like, guess yeah. is what she'd be doing and i guess that's um, kind of where it differs from searching too because john cho progressively like looks worse throughout the movie because he like has not slept that much and he's like you know worrying all the time and in this one it's just, just i i guess the my progression of time is is miss um is is off because uh i don't know how long she's actually been looking for this person now well they um, do similar i mean i can't i can't say what's going on in between certain things sure just like i'm just like i don't know the show 24 uh like i can't right. see what everybody's doing but it does have a similar <laughs> it has a similar time frame as far as both movies have a crunched period of time and then like a bomb drops and you get a montage of stuff revealed it's and like the news gets involved or what have you and then yeah. we go from there like it has that structure's the same, but as far as how much time is passing, I mean, I don't, I without, I don't want to give anything away in the movie, I guess, but like, it, I mean, yeah, there's a certain amount of time without. But the, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying to justify that. I would say, I mean, she's a kid and he's older. I mean, it's gonna look. I haggard. guess. I, I mean, guess. She's, she's, regardless of how stressed she is, she's still gonna have the youthful. She's got that youthful glow to, to keep herself <laughs> composed. I <laughs> guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then the question I had for you is just uh, were there actually any twists that kind of, you know, not that they got you, but so you were here's, like, oh, that, was, that was cool. Here's the here's the thing. No, no, okay. not 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 because it's like I was looking for them or it threw me off. Or anything. It's not like I, you know, it's nice to have certain reveals, but those reveals like it's, you know, it's satisfying, I guess, to like see what those are as far yeah. as, oh, this is how this connects to this thing. Great. Okay. But in terms of me feeling like I'm completely taken off guard by them, no, because I do think the movie tips its hand again at the beginning. I think it sure. does a couple of things where I'm like, this is going to come back again. I just know it. And sure enough, <laughs> it, it, it does in, in a couple instances. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't like doing my, you know, just knowing how movies work. It just sometimes sure. happens, but it's certainly not something I try to do. No, I hear you. Um, but that I wouldn't say that disappointed me, but it's like, well, I kind of, I kind of had this yeah. already. Uh, I will say there are connections to searching. I think we already mentioned that, um, and some of them are more overt than others. Uh, but I did enjoy how this film wants to kind of not skewer, but certainly poke fun in at the crime, true crime, true crime genre of podcasts sure. and TV shows. I do. I think there's something clever there. Um, that was another question I had for you which is and you can keep answering but the mm -hmm. question I had for you is is there something in this movie that you thought was a statement on real life that they had that the uh, writer directors had a a strong take on uh, I I I don't think that necessarily need to like flesh out more of like you know the, the thematics of this because it's yeah. such a you know quote unquote real time thriller type of thing. But mm -hmm. I did appreciate that there was this extra layer, like almost a meta layer, as far as sure. what this you know what it is that people like to see and how to cash in on that. I, yeah, and how, and how that connects both these both of these movies together. Uh, I I appreciated that. There's not a lot going there beyond just presenting it to you but yeah. i did appreciate that exactly how about you did you my like yeah because the only part where i felt like oh this is actually a really strong message that you're sending was when she has to fight all this disinformation sure there's a, yeah there's a part in this movie where she's just like downvoting all this stuff it actually doesn't really happen for too long it's probably only like a minute of the movie literally mm -hmm. um but you know 
it, it becomes one of those things where somebody takes an idea and this happens all the time. Like when, whenever you, um, hear, I know sadly of like a mass shooting or what have you, somebody might take one piece of unverified information and just be like the, the shooter was this person of this color of this background. And then all of a sudden the internet just like gets all over it and it goes wild over it, you know? Uh -huh. And it's just like, so that's where, um, because there's like a, a semi twist in this, in this movie where, uh, Storm Reed has to like basically, uh, defend some people at some, at some point. And it becomes very like that part was really, really a, ah, this is a really good message that you have here of just, you know, um, everybody's just like running with like one piece of information that is incorrect uh, or unfounded or, you know, not developed enough and just either I don't even want to say profiting off it just more like they're you're just making all these wild takes it could be from the the existence of a single tweet to a youtube channel or uh, commentary to a actual um you know late night evening news type of thing so it's it that part i thought was really interesting but they didn't, they didn't really harp on it too much so that's kind of why i was like oh it's a shame because that would have been interesting if you guys actually wanted the, this movie to have that particular message mm-hmm well, any other thoughts I'm missing? Um, yes, I wanted to just basically briefly say that there is a a technological uh twist that I was like, oh, that's that was pretty clever. Um, okay, yeah. yeah, like I again being super vague here, but I was like that one, that that's actually probably the most clever and the most like sinister of the twists. And I was like, this is like. I don't know. I, I wish that they had, had also gone farther with that. Not saying that, you know, I need to know who was watching um, what or doing what is more of just I would I would have been curious to see, I guess, how that fit into the entire rest of the narrative of the movie, because it just. It's there and then it, it doesn't actually really amount to a whole lot. So like everything that has been done up to that point is. Like it just feels like it was uh performative to some degree. It's like, well, this person could have like really done X, Y, or Z instead. But in any case, that was that one I thought was like a pretty clever, like, oh, I like what they did with the camera work here. Um, and it's also like, oh wow, holy shit. So Yeah, like I said, I, I do think the the use of this format and what it's doing with it for the most part, I was still on mm -hmm. board with. So like, you know, when when um finding comes out i'll be uh supportive of the idea of doing this <laughs> yeah. um, but, i only uh, have one last nitpick yeah so she has a party uh -huh. and you have to verify this for me so she has a party mm -hmm. she wakes up sunday at 11 yeah she like, gets what, like when she's supposed to be at the airport <laughs> yes <laughs> she writes to her friend and she figures out the task rabbit thing at 1106 a.m uh-huh she shows up to LAX with like a sign. How long does it take to get from Van Nuys to LAX? Uh, a, a bit. <laughs> that, okay. wouldn't, that wouldn't be a wouldn't be a. It's quick not. A, it's not. A, I woke up late. Let me hire somebody and then like get there in like ten minutes. No, and so, yes. but that also justifies the idea of hiring a task rabbit to do it. It's like, well, it would take time for her to get there and get back, so there would presumably be time to clean up the house before anything happened. No, putting, I hear you. I think that's putting a might... lot of that's putting a lot of trust in random person on. I agree. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like the keys are under the under the mat. Come Please on. don't steal anything. I believe yeah. you said on there. And then she writes, "Ha ha," as like a funny joke. But uh -huh. okay, I looked it up here. It is twenty two miles away. 
Yeah, 22 miles in LA traffic on the 405 is not 22 minutes. Which which is why she should be on the in the Burbank airport for one thing. It makes way more sense. I don't know why she's in LA. That actually makes a ton of sense. That's actually like <laughs> 20 minutes or 10 the, minutes away. Yeah, that's not far. Um, I get that it's going to Columbia, but at the same time, they're connecting flights. Uh, <laughs> so that was my main thing. It's like, why is she in LAX when they live in Venice? Uh, <laughs> I did. I never put that. That's an LA thing. You 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 LAites are, are yeah. Pretty that's good about that's that. that's what I was that's what I was. Yeah. Working. But that was my biggest nitpick of of the first like ten minutes of the movie or fifteen minutes of it. It's like, wait a minute, how long is it going to take you to get from Venice to your house to LAX? Because your mom is going to be waiting for a long time, presumably. You know, she'd be very upset that you did not show up, and unless eleven was. Oh, I have to wake up and I have to like leave around this time because my mom flight is arriving at like, you know, one o'clock p.m. or something. The, but the, the thing that annoyed me to a certain degree was that, you know, in addition to all being late, hiding a party, she puts up, you know, she she gets a, she gets she sets her camera up and then writes a sign that says, uh, Welcome back from jail. Welcome back. Right? Welcome back from jail, mom. Yeah. As if like as a gag, and it's like this is not endearing me to you very much right now. Like that's a <laughs> that's a horrible thing to do to your mother um, in this scenario. Uh, it, it you know while trying to like cover up the fact that you're late and had a party, right? Uh, but yeah. um, whatever, kids. Well, you know, serves her right. You know, she had to wait there for like an hour and then uh, text her her mom. Then yeah, you she know, she really had her goose cooked on that one. <laughs> When should people go and see Missing? Um, I would say that this is an HBO release. Like, there's nothing really in this that would say, "Hey, by the way, you should run out and see this." Um, it's actually fine at home. It's actually fine with like uh, people talking at home too. Um, but there's nothing in here that really says like, "Oh, wow, this is gonna win." Like, it's not that even that has to win uh, awards. It's just more of, I think that Searching is a much tighter and tightly wound film, and this one is much more of just like a, a relaxed movie. So you can check check this out when it comes out to HBO. I agree. Um, I, I I don't think this movie is essential. I'm not huge on it, but yeah. I you know if you're a fan of searching and you like this format, it's not un it's not unentertaining. Um, and honestly, I I like Joaquin de Almeida just enough to be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You watch it on streaming. <laughs> like I think he's very he's like movie. using the, the Waze app in in Colombia. He's like, can you can can you not call me? I need my map. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most realistic things I've ever heard in a phone conversation in movies. <laughs> I, I can't be on the phone right now. I need to use the map. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Missing is currently playing in theaters. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, well, before before we get on to something else, let's get on to another thing. That makes sense, right? Yes. Let's, uh, let's talk about the movie Plane. Okay. Captain Torrance, how can I help you? Fugitive extradition. Boy, is he dangerous? What did he do? Homicide 15 years ago. I don't want to scare the rest of the passengers. I'm afraid you're stuck with us, Captain. This is your captain speaking. The seatbelt signs have been turned on. We just lost an engine. Losing altitude. This island's run by separatists and militias. And my passengers, my responsibility. I'm gonna need your help. You're gonna need this. Why'd they lock you up? No one cares what really happened. We're getting off this island. Plane with a dark. No need to worry, folks. These planes are pretty much indestructible. Only in theaters January 13th. Okay, that should have been some kind of trailer for plane. Um, 
So I saw this movie. Maybe you have not seen Plane. No, right? I haven't, but I have tons of questions. Okay, so Gerard Butler stars as Captain Plane McFlyson. That's a lie. He stars as <laughs> Captain Brody Torrance. Uh, he's a commercial pilot. Which one is better for real? <laughs> if his name was Captain Plane McFlyson, as I have edited on my version of IMDb, um, it would justify the title completely. Yeah. It's like his name is Plane. Like he was born to do exactly. this. Makes sense. And he's, and he's from the McFlyson family. So, you know, it would be <laughs> disappointing if, they all, if he didn't learn how to fly. Uh, but till he stars as Captain Brody Torrance, a commercial mm-hmm. pilot. He's stationed out of Hong Kong. He has a kid in Hawaii. Is is he? We established early on his wife has died, so he's a great guy because he flies planes. He cares about his daughter, and he's a widower. Why would you hate this man? And he's like former RAF, so you know, you know he knows how to fly the fuck out. Oh, of so planes. he he does have like an accent that is like justified. Yes, he's okay. he's he and he he clarifies because the 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 um. The pilot that's the co-pilot that's with him at one point is like, "Are you English?" And it's like, "No, I wouldn't lower myself to that. I'm <laughs> Scottish." <laughs> so he, he has fun with that. Uh, Gerard Butler always great when he plays Scottish, much like I really like Colin Farrell when he plays Irish. Right, Colin, it's great to see Gerard Butler playing Scottish. Happy with that. Uh, he, I'm just gonna go through like a lot of this. Yeah, <laughs> you can ask me questions if you want to. <laughs> oh, I, I yeah. So he's they're on a New York they're on a New Year's. Eve flight to um bet to um where are they going to back to America? Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it's a very very small amount of passengers. Um, just you know a few on there. You got your this is a commercial attendant. plane. It's a commercial plane. You got your flight attendants or what have you, and then you have Mike Coulter, Luke Cage, coming in as a mm-hmm. prisoner in transport. Uh, he apparently murdered a guy, and now he's being transported back to America because they found him. So they're extraditing mm-hmm. him out. They're using this plane. So, you know, there's a total, you know, there's like 15 passengers or whatever, including this guy. Uh, they have to fly through a storm uh, oh. to get there. Uh, they, Gerard Butler, Brody Torrance, he's all like, well, we can go this way. We could say, you know, we'd have more time, but we'd get out of the way of the storm. And it's like, you know, we're saving, we're saving money by going through the storm. You just go fly above it. That's what a scope pilot tells him, or is that what like the, the no? That's what the, that's what the, that's what the brass tells him. Oh, the brass. The brass. Yeah. <laughs> what airline is this? Is this fake airline? It's a fake airline. I forgot the airline. I'm sorry. Okay, no I don't worries. have it on me. But yeah, it's a fake airline. Um, <laughs> it's something. It's something airliney. Uh, <laughs> like, the, like the name of it. It's something like traditionally like fake airline. Okay. Um, so they fly through this thing. Um, they fly here. This is great, actually. The first, by the way, I like this movie. This movie fucking rocks. I, oh, okay, I think all right, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, I'm glad like, that you got that out of the way. Outside of the How to Train Your Dragons, this is like top three Gerard Butler movies. What? It, it is like I'm legit, so sad I missed this. It's legit solid. It's like this Rock and Rolla and Three Hundred are like really wow. solid. Wow, all right. And like, okay. it, it's as good as uh, what's it? Greenland, Greenland, which is also pretty solid. Uh-huh. Like. Like in this Lionsgate Gerard Butler pattern that he's on right now, I'm into it. Like, yeah. He's going to keep doing this. Cool. So the first third of this, they're in the plane and they're flying. They have to get through the storm. The okay. storm is, as you predict, heavier than they expected. Like they could, they can't just get over it. Not happening. It gets worse. The electrical systems go out. Like they they have no radar. They have no comms. So they're just like everybody's worst nightmare. Yeah, it is. It's it's terrifying. Yeah. Honestly, it's quite thrilling to watch this. Okay. Um. Even with like the CG, which is like it's goodish, like it does the job. It's not, you know, when you you know you just saw Avatar, you're like, oh yeah, the plane looks fine, I guess. <laughs> uh, like, but but the thing here's the cool thing: they make the plane, it gets through the fucking storm. Like they they make it through the storm, everything goes wrong. Like you know, and two passengers die during this thing because they like oh get walk all over the place. It's a bad like one drops his cell phone, he gets up, it's like you can't get yourself. No, like, don't do that. It's exactly you're you're yeah. yelling that I'm yelling that in the theater. Like ah, this is a bad idea. Um 
<laughs> but here's the thing they get through the whole thing the plane's still intact they they they're over like darkness until they finally see land and so they man and, not, and then they not only do they like get to the land they don't even crash the plane they managed to find a road and like land the plane to the point of like it stops like they don't blow off any wings because he's raf baby because he's a fucking great pilot that's what i'm saying brody <laughs> torrance he's the great the movie's called plane <laughs> Okay, and then they oh, land. Wait. So they land. So yeah. we're, in the, we're in the second and third of this movie. Yeah, they, so they've they jutted out like most of the fuel. Uh, I won't say all of what happens. I'll get to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So they jut out low most of the fuel. So so, but one of the one of the the other like one wing works, the other doesn't. So there's still fuel in the plane. So, so we gotta get out of the plane, or else because it might explode. I feel like this is gonna come back later. We can't be on this. Yeah. Uh, well, they need fuel. That's the thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So they all get off the plane eventually. Um. As this is all happening, we're cutting back to New York into the um like the headquarters of the airline, uh-huh. um, and it's and because of the movie it's like darkly it's like dark cinematically lit rooms and it's like it's like for a, for an airplane headquarters for, for 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 an airplane for company an airline, yeah. it's an like it's like a it's like a top building in a skyscraper in New York and it's lit like in the most dramatic way possible. Uh, Tony Goldman. Oh my comes God! In. It's Jason Bourne. Tony, pretty. It's almost like that. Without like computers, it's almost like that kind of a room. Tony Goldwyn comes in as like this. He's obviously the bad guy. No, no, he's not a bad. No, he's 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 like the Michael Clayton. That's what he is. He's He's like the cleaner. He's the fixer. He's like, okay, we got it. Like he's berating the the brass guy that was like, you fly through the storm, doesn't matter. He's berating that guy. He's trying to make plans. One of the plans is because they're in the Philippines where the plane is. They don't know where it is exactly. Oh, that's part of the movie. They don't know where it is because there's no comms. They don't. They don't have any signal of what's going on. Sure. They they don't even know if the plane's out there yet. They still have to figure it out. But Tony Goldwyn, he's all like, well, we don't. We like we can't send force. We can't. We can't use their government because those islands are occupied by like militias and stuff. So we have to hire. That's right. That was in the trailer. Yeah, yeah we have to hire mercenaries. It's like, so it's like after my mercenaries. What? To go. What is? What cargo are they trying to save? Or are they <laughs> trying to save like the people? Well, they're what? Yeah, the people. Like they're the the goal is good. Wow. Like the, the this is this is what I think makes it work. It's all very human and re- and reasonable. Like okay. there's no there's no ulterior motive of anybody here. It's we don't want. For one thing, we want to rescue this plane. Also, we don't want a terrible press day as far as we lost the plane sure, somewhere. Yeah. We got to figure this thing out. <laughs> so, uh, eventually, of course, uh, Mike Holter's character, Lu- Luis Gaspar, that's a, that's the name of the prisoner. <laughs> uh, okay. That makes, I guess that makes sense. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> Mike Holter, who is from South Carolina, his name is Luis because he, <laughs> Luis Gaspar. Yeah, cousin, cousin to the Night Fox in Ocean's 12. He's former, like, um, what is it? He's like, uh, uh, what's French's armed forces? Like, that's where he, that's where the Royal Air Force France. Okay. He's, he's <laughs> like, he's like French armed forces. That's like where okay. he went. Um, and as, as it turns out, I, like, I, I, he, he, I he's promise not... you that this movie would be way better if they gave Mike Coulter a French accent. Did they give him a French accent? Sadly, no. No. <laughs> uh, he turns out, as you could guess, he's not really that bad of a guy. It's like wrong situation, wrong time. I was time. gonna say that, yeah. yeah so he's I mean, kind of well, cool. at least in the back of my mind. Yeah, but so like he and he and Brody Torrance have got a team up for one thing because like other passengers are like, "Who is this guy? We're scared of him because he's black." Uh, no, it's not really. <laughs> I mean, Come it's, on. it's not not there. By the way, it's um, called the the French Armed Forces. Thank you. Okay, um, they it's like it's better, probably better to get him away from the others, so they team up, so they go to find like what they can as far as trying to find any kind of communication yeah. or what okay. have you. Then there's this other militia army that's on the island, and they saw the plane crash. They're like, we got to find that plane. We got to get what we can. We got to take passengers hostages and you know get some money out of this. Sure. And from there, it becomes like 
you know, action movie thrills and what have you. But it's really good. Like it's when I say really good, it's not like it's blowing my mind. Here. No, I know. What what you but mean. it but yeah. it's very competently made. It's directed by Jean-Francois Richet. He made a few. He's done a lot of French action movies. He also did the Assault on Precinct 13 remake. Back uh, in 2009, 2009 or something like that. It's 2006. Yeah. And, okay. uh, which was solid. Like it's not, you know, you're remaking yeah. John Carpenter. That's one of the better remakes of a John Carpenter movie. Right. Yeah. Seen. It's got a friend of the show, Ethan Hawke, in it. Yeah. Uh, it, yes, it does. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, yeah. No, the movie, like, for what it's trying to accomplish, I think it's doing a really good job. I think yeah. Gerard Butler is solid as because he plays human. Like, he never becomes a superhero in this movie. He I was going to, yeah. I was like, I wonder if the trailer is going to make him be like super cop again. No, if he very much plays a guy that, yes, has experience in the armed forces to some degree, but yeah. is, you know, he's a dad pilot. <laughs> like, he, he's not, a, there's like one really cool fight scene that's taken, that's all one shot and it's exhausting because Whoa. he's not a, you know, he's not a fighter. He's a guy that yeah. knows how to survive, but he's not a fighter. So I think it makes good use of that. Coulter, on the other hand, killed it. Like just, just fucking badass. He's cool. He's like Guy Pierce in Space Jail. Like he's like just oh, he's got yeah, the uh, rocket boots. Exactly, <laughs> it's rocket boots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it and it like it has three distinct phases. Like the plane stuff in the beginning is really okay. solid. The middle chunk is like cool buddy buddy action stuff. Yeah. And then the third act is almost like it's just a cool blowout war movie to an extent Whoa, as far as, uh, as, far as like you're gonna say yeah. i thought you're gonna say it's a cool drama movie it's a it becomes a cool like back and like uh i'm not gonna say as good as this but like black hawk down as far as like forces what? against other forces as far as like oh a group of people gosh. versus another group of people so it's like it's doing the job like if i want to see gerard butler in a cool action movie this is the one i reach for like often like this is solid Wow. Okay. It's better than Den of Thieves. It's better than. I mean, Den of Thieves. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's better than a lot of these like recent ones that he's that he's been in. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah. Uh, the the oh sorry the has fallen series. I'd much rather see more of these. Those play- are a little bit xenophobic. Yes. I, I'd much rather see more of these movies than, than the than more of the has fallen series. Yeah. In the in the has fallen thing, Tony Golden would be like the CIA director that is like. Oh, yeah. Ultra, he'd, be, like... he'd, he'd be so evil he'd have a tattoo on his face that says exactly. probably not good yeah. <laughs> like he takes off his shirt and it's just like black water tattoo you're like oh no <laughs> uh, i have a question for you mm-hmm. i'm looking at this imdb list there's a lot of very attractive women in this imdb list are these people good guys or bad guys there are a couple characters who are like they're like teenage influencers that's um, probably who these people are that, that I'm looking at. I, I I guess. Um, um, but I mean, for the most part, like it's not. I mean, it's, you know, it's an action. It's not really yeah. emphasizing anything sure, beyond sure, sure. certain things. Uh, so. The other question I have for you is, in terms of the action, what's the body count? Body count's rather high. Wow. It's a, it's, it's okay. R-rated for one thing, and yeah. you get to see like. There are some big guns that are used, and they they deliver the thing that you want them to deliver. Right. So. Okay. Um, the other question I have for you is, is, does it remind you of any sort of like nineties? Cause you've mentioned the second, the second act of this movie. Does it remind you of like any sort of like nineties buddy action comedy or like even eighties style action comedies? Or are they you not know, going for that tone? I wouldn't say so. Like I, I know it's, it feels like it's common to say we're trying to make like a throwback nineties movie these days. And sure. it's like, I know what nineties action movies look like. This is, this right. is, this feels like a modern action movie. Like so they're not like doing like one quippy lines, like, Oh, stick around or anything. No. Cause it's, again, it's pretty grounded. Like it's yeah. doing, it's doing what it wants to do in a manner that, 
feels real world. Like, yes, obviously, it's a movie and it's called Plane. So, I mean, right. so it's not like it's giving you like the most nuanced <laughs> approach to all this stuff. But I do think for the most part, it's trying to hold on to a semblance of reality. Okay. That would make sense here. As and far then, as like, you know, as, no far as, as far as being like a '90s '80s thing, like you can see. I can see where '90s comes, but I wouldn't think of like, oh man, this reminded me of like Speed or whatever. Just no, I hear you. Like Actually, yeah. yeah, and that sort of question was uh, the genesis of that question is because sometimes you'll see that some of these directors have grown up on these movies. Sure, know? yeah. And then they'll they'll kind of they're trying um, they'll kind of like hide it in references or they'll hide it in like some certain sequences. Uh-huh. But you know, it's nothing against it. It's just more of oh, that's fun, you know. But at the same time, it's because oh, I grew up watching The Last Boy Scout and you know a bunch of Shane Black movies, so. Here I am trying to make my own Shane Black type of movie, but yeah, I mean, I guess one, it's not that way. Well, one can't deny that that's where this, especially because I mean, the '80s and '90s is where like modern action movies come from. I mean, sure. there's the, like we've talked about this with like our first Blood commentary. Like that's a that's the first like modern action movie. There's certainly mm-hmm. thrillers and action flicks before that time, but the way we see action movies now generally stems from that realm of yeah. time. So yes, you can see influences there, okay. but like it's but it's certainly not a quip fest. And it's not stylish enough to feel like John Woo or Michael Bay yeah. or Tony Scott. Like it feels very much of its own thing without directly callbacking to it. Yeah, because when you're mentioning that, Mike Coulter kind of goes like pretty badass. I was like, I wonder if he's just like, let me put a grenade in this guy's mouth and then tell him like, <laughs> shut up and like push him off the building. And like, yeah, it's nothing too elaborate like that. <laughs> okay. Like, but he he does hold his own here, which I was I was happy. Like, what I like actually, honestly, is that it's not. It's certainly Gerard Butler's the star, but he he and Coulter are not like fighting for screen time. They very much okay. feel like two like once they're partnered up, they feel like two guys that are, if anything, underplaying their performances. They're yeah. not going way over the top. They're not going for the one liners. They're not trying to upstage each other. They just feel like two guys that are that stuck feels in cool because you know that's you why know it's good. Yeah, that's you know what's missing. <laughs> yeah, you know who could learn from this? The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> Yes, very the much. Rock so. and Vin Diesel can learn from this and just be like, "This is how you guys make a movie that makes everybody feel good." Even Diesel shares the. T- I mean, look at the cast of those movies. Look at the cast of the Rock's movies. It's a bunch of people that you don't care about, and the Rock. I mean, that's true. That's like true. Dude, the Fast movies, is like, yeah, give me more Tyrese. Like, I'm all about this <laughs> yeah, cast. Go to space. Uh, last question for you. Uh, not a spoiler, or don't go into spoilers. But is there a plane sequence at the end of this movie? Yes, there is. Okay, the, the movie right. is You've called Plane. It, it delivers on plane. You've sold me. I like it. It does so in a way where I'm like, I'm very happy this movie's called Plane. What are you naming the second movie? It's just Plane Two. Well, Planes would be my natural thought. It would have to be some kind of wacky subtitle, right? To be like Plane Two, now landing. Yeah. Plane, clear the runways. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> well, you sold me. I'm I'm I should go see this movie. I think it's a solid like I you know, I would still say like dollar theater, but like a, it's a solid matinee. Like okay. like if you want to just get a, a, a solid action movie, plane's doing the job for you. Plane's doing the by the way, uh no spoilers. I have to do this movie, but Joey Slotnick is in this movie. Yes, he is. And uh, <laughs> I'm curious to see who he plays. You'll recognize it because you'll be like, "Is that Joey?" It is. <laughs> and, and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about when you see him. Uh, I look forward to giving my review in uh, a month's time. I hope I look forward to you seeing this movie because I think you'll enjoy it for what it's doing. All right. Okay. So we've talked about plane, 
and now it's wait a minute who else is on the line here uh oh oh no am i having a sleep paralysis dream right now here he is from movies marcus skin a marinky do it's marcus robinson it's me (laughs) i'm uh, i'm here hi hi abe I uh, I'm glad that you're on after um, a very tough. Sunday. Yeah, I don't want to make this a, a sports thing because we we hate sports on this podcast. Wait, well, no, you, I don't want to make this a, a podcast doesn't go anywhere, so we should talk more I, about sports here, buddy. I I don't want to make this a sports thing, but yeah, I'm I'm I'm, 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 a, I'm a bitter berry, so let's fucking talk about this movie. America's team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean I I my I you can ask Abe. My hopes were not. Through the through the yeah, roof they, about this, yeah, I, this I hear team. you guys will be back. You guys will be back. They they could <laughs> lose to a more American team though. What's more American than a 49er? Yeah, you exactly. know, they're, they're manifest right? destiny. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Let's yeah, go and rip like... and pillage the West. <laughs> just, just just like the Eagles. Super American. Super. You know what's not next Amer- week. You know, you know what's not American? Giants. That's like European. Get that out of here. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> Their old name used to be the Kings. <laughs> Marcus is going to hear from me. I, I'm excited, as Aaron's going to allude to in a second. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this movie. <clears throat> yeah, well, we're going to, let's do it. Let's 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 let's, uh, let's play a little bit of the trailer for our next review here. We're going to talk about Skinamarink. In this world. In this house. That should have been some of the trailer for Skinamarink. I'm just going to read the general synopsis that's been around online for this one. It goes as this. Two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. Yeah. I don't that's like a, this at that's, all. That's a good log that's line a good for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, Abe, you have not seen this movie because you are, quote, too terrified to go and see yeah. that, that, that's, they've used that on the poster i think they haven't paid me for it but yeah uh but marcus we we have you surprisingly joining us here right now yes uh, to uh completely not planned uh to talk about this movie with us. so, so i, I want to hear uh what did you think of skin of a rink yes i okay on purpose. Uh, okay 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 so uh, i liked this movie with a caveat okay so let let me tell you let me tell you what i saw in this movie Mm -hmm. you know you read the you read that the 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 synopsis Uh we see a movie where we never see the children's faces and we're left to watch a story play out through blurry shots of the ceiling and of corners of the living room and of dark hallways and the kids are talking off screen and we also get ambient noises and house noises and overmodulated this and warbled that and that sounds super unwatchable but i thought it was kind of effective and <laughs> i also okay one more downside to this i also thought it was about 40 minutes too long but as i'm sitting here I definitely remember segments that I could see the potential of this as an effective horror movie, as as something that would make me not want to check under my bed ever again or make me lose sleep at night. And for me, that makes 
it's hard to explain, but that makes an effective horror movie for me. I, I, mm-hmm. and, and, and also, while I'm acutely aware that nothing much happens in, in, in this hour and 40 minutes uh, uh, movie, there's things that happen, but it's, it's not event-driven. Um, I'm also aware that much of my viewing experience was with my stomach clenched. And at times, my head was a little turned away. Um, so, I mean, that spells an effective horror movie for me. And I get what people are saying. Um, I've heard people say that this is more of an art piece than it is a, a, like an entertainment piece. But I, I truly think that the filmmaker came here to create a, a, a disturbing horror movie where it was it just has like a like a what if david lynch directed the poltergeist kind of thing going on with it and i and, and while i don't think it's 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 an as effective as something like um like an effective low budget experimental thing as like uh uh maybe a paranormal activity i mm-hmm. do think it works in 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 a very like pit of the stomach kind of way um I also understand why people would hate this movie. And I, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that. But, uh, and I do understand that this may also be a movie. This is another reason why I don't think it works as well as as maybe like um, Paranormal Activity is that maybe the theories about the movie, it, it might be more of a movie that's more fun to talk about than it is to actually watch. Like the theories behind it, like, is it a fever dream? Is it a real life? Is it purgatory if it is this actually a good movie or not um i get it i i get that and i get why people would actually like think this is really boring but for me i'm gonna give this a slight recommendation i i i i can't deny what it did for me i largely agree with what you're saying um i i think i admire this movie more than i like it but at the same time ever since seeing it i have not stopped thinking about it um that should be the mark of something at least right um it it is you know it works as this kind of experimental horror movie it works as like a cosmic horror movie in a low budget kind of way which i admire as well um and it is genuinely genuinely tense um there are a lot of especially as a kind of there's no real plot to this movie there's just kind of more of a progression of things going on but it does build to certain points where you're like, I don't feel comfortable knowing that this character has to look during, oh, you know, to a certain thing or go into a certain right. room because mm-hmm. I have no idea what the fuck's about to happen in there. Right. <laughs> so it's right. Like, I, I think it does that kind of thing well. I mm-hmm. think the only issue is is that it's an hour and 40 minutes. This yeah. feels like this could have been a tight 80 minutes and accomplished the same thing. Sure. At the same time, I do kind of admire that it's purposely playing it as an endurance test. Like I do think there's a there's a I think there's a benefit to making it as long as it is. It just I wouldn't say completely worked for me in that regard. I don't know if you know if there was an 80 minute version. I don't know if I'd respond to it the same way, but I do feel like the director slash writer Kyle Edward Bell, who I believe like part of this movie came from him. Like he has, he runs like a, either like a YouTube channel or like right. a TikTok mm-hmm. or something where he like gets people to submit their ideas for nightmares and things. Yeah. And that's partially led to like what this was. Um, I do think that, you know, he knows the movie he's making. If he wanted to make it 80 minutes, he would have made it 80 minutes. So like right. whatever lodging he has to this, like 
that's what he's applied to making this work as this nightmare as it is. Um, the stuff, like, like I said, I Marcus, you, I think you've hit it on the head as far as what it's trying to accomplish on all levels here, and it's, it's a weird one. Yes, it is weird to like recommend because it's hard to be like you got to go see this in a theater. But at the same time, right. it's like, well, I, I just like anyone that's interested in what this movie has to offer definitely needs to like close themselves off from anything else while they Sorry. watch this. You can't watch this, you know, while on your phone. Obviously, you should watch yeah. it while on your phone. But like, this needs like its space to get inside of you. Yeah. Is the best okay. way I can say. So you, you, you had mentioned where you saw this movie, and I, yeah. I, you know that I saw this in the in the theater. Yes, and I would honestly say watch it at home in a dark room don't watch it yeah. with other people because okay. it's more effective in a house rather than in the theater i was watching i could tell i was very aware because of the you know the movies uh soundtrack i was very aware of the sounds of people becoming uh bored yeah and i was very aware of other people really being into the movie so it was it was kind of like it was distracting more so yes. than, yeah. So this is my communal thing. Yeah, and that's, I have seen this movie, and mm-hmm. I've I've heard things about it, and I've also read things about it. But um, I certainly have heard the same thing, Marcus, where yeah, people yeah. have said, "If I had, if I'd rather had, or I would rather people watch this at home with the lights turned off because yeah. of what you just mentioned there, of people are munching up popcorn, opening up things." even the tolerance level of some of the people kind of led them to just leave the theater. Cause they're like, right. I don't know what I'm watching here. It's kind of not really my jam. Um, and I think that people have said that the sound uh, design of this movie is actually very effective. So, oh, yeah. very much so um, like it's, it can really get, and I think to use your phrasing, it can really get under your skin. If you're in the right it, atmosphere, it feels like you're <laughs> watching something that you're not supposed to. And I was just one more thing before Aaron goes on. Um, there's a scene, uh, the, the beginning of, 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 one of the VHS uh, movies where they break into a house or something. They break into a house uh, and then they oh, you're talking walk, about the VHS, the horror series. The horror series. They watch yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. This is like that. Like if they popped okay. on Skidamarink, it would be perfect. Like break into oh, a house. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? Not break into a house, but yeah. like be alone in a house, pop yeah. on a VHS tape, and then you're just waiting for somebody to come back from the other room and you're watching this yeah. movie and you're just like, what? the hell and it's effective mm-hmm. in that in that way yeah yeah i mean that's a good way to you know that or like the final shot of blair witch project turned into a 140 minute movie <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah an hour and 40 minute movie um yes it's certainly operating on this kind of like i said it's like this experimental horror kind of level and it right. yes it, it feels you can justify it as a you know, what if someone got their camcorder and just did a bunch of weird shit for a long time? And <laughs> just made, like, you know, if we want to talk about the technicals, like, there's so much, you know, this movie's, it's shot on, like, I assume it's like, what, 16 millimeter? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. It's very grainy. Yeah. Um, but, like, beyond the texture of the film itself, it's the angles. Like, it's yeah. very much trying to give you this child's perspective of, like, <laughs> what it is for them to look into the unknown. Right and and they don't know enough to necessarily be afraid. Yes, and so that invites you, the viewer, to follow along with them. But you're afraid because you know better. <laughs> so right. It, it that's a cool way to like up the fear factor of this. But in terms of, like, and it's 
because it's not as though like I would say only horror fanatics would like this because I think that it goes either way. I, there's plenty of horror fans that I that don't like this. And there's plenty of, you know, non-horror fans that do like this. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's one that's specifically gearing towards any one, you know, one type of fan. It's very much a if you like it, you like it kind of thing. Right. Um, but like the way it's choosing to shoot things you have these angles where they're like against the ceiling or against the floor. And it's so minimal. And like you said, Marcus, you never see any faces in this. You, the, the dialogue you hear is barely audible to the point of, they have subtitles on screen just so you can hear these children Hmm. whispering things because they don't know what they're doing. They're just like, I guess we'll just watch TV and play Legos because I don't know anything. Yes. In the dark. Uh Right. And it's, and they play like these old cartoons on the TV. It's just, it's a lot of unnerving stuff. There was, um, so uh, to, to to your point, I don't. I know that I had said that this is a lot of angles of the ceiling. A lot of the none of it seems like arbitrary. Like, like it's very intentional, and and it might be you know it's it of course it's a movie they put money into it. All of these shots are intentional, but it's intentional in a way where I felt a, there it, there's a story structure here. Um, there's a sequence where there's a nightlight that is gets plugged in, and then through a series of shots you realize that the nightlight has been taken out and i'm like that was super effective for me there wasn't much Mm. to it but it's so effective as i could see other movies like like i go back to paranormal activity i could see other movies doing this same thing but you see more of it and this was more of like we're gonna give you the horror the horror is off screen kind of thing to it but also we're gonna give you like the it might be right off screen like it might be real close to it and we're going to position something where it, it just feels like wrong to be in this situation where you just you want to feel like you want to go into another room but mm-hmm. here we go we're heading upstairs and here we go yeah, you're we're trapped you can't, we're trapped yeah. yeah we get the we get the trap feeling so it was like in the midst of this movie i did feel i said this is very well constructed Mm-hmm. Even if I thought it was too long, it was very yeah. well constructed. Yeah, so. here's the thing. Like, everything we're saying about the movie is the stuff that works about it. And it's hard to describe yeah. what doesn't beyond the fact that it just goes on a long time. And, it, and yeah. it's, I, I don't want to say punishing, but again, I it's so, it's so deliberate in what it's trying to do that it's, I can see it being, especially if you're in a certain kind of, if you're not in like the perfect environment for this, that's going to throw it off. And I- so, and it's weird because like this could easily be a midnight movie, but it's like, well, that midnight audience has to be really in tune with it. You know, they're not throwing forks yeah. on the screen. They have right. to all be like on Forked the same exact the way. They have to be on the same exact wavelength as far right. as we're all going to pay a lot of attention and be quiet for the rest of the yeah. next hundred minutes. Oh no! So I just I just wanted to say that that um, now that I'm talking about the length of the movie, I don't know how well it would work if it was shorter. See, I'm like I'm contradicting myself, but. There are points in this movie. So there's there's a sequence that I really liked where there's a cartoon. There's cartoons playing throughout the movie. And it's it's usually our only light source for some of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a cartoon. And the cartoon starts po- like playing this same sequence over and over and over again. And that's after the cartoon has been playing. And I've kind of like grown tired. And I'm, I've been like lulled into kind of this kind of like, I think I'm supposed to be a little bit bored here. And then it starts playing it and it was so effective. And I'm just like, whoa, this, this little thing 
that I know I've seen in other movies where things are just wrapping around or like a song is on repeat or something is skipping over and over and over again. It was so much more effective here. Hmm, and so okay. I, I kind of was like, maybe if it was 40 minutes, it wouldn't have been that effective. It would just have been like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. I would have never gotten that kind of lull. And that, then, that time uh, to like, yeah. let it sit with you. Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't know. That's well, the movie is called Skinamarink. Is there a, a definition that's given in this movie of, of what that is? Or is it kind of just like a cacophony sound, like this onomatopoeia sound? No. <laughs> I, I, this, like Skinamarink, like, oh, it's the toys falling down the stairs. It, it's, it seems like something that Kyle Edward Bell, if I had to fall, would, if I had to guess, like, maybe just like called it throughout making this movie and okay. then just yeah, it stuck. Yeah, that's just <laughs> it feels like, like that. It feels, it feels like that like kind a, of a title. It feels like a very childlike thing to say. <laughs> yeah, that's it's from like it's yeah, it's from, from the old, perspective of a child. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it's from the old like so, you know, it's kind of rinky dinky dinky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Song, but it's yeah. like, <laughs> but it, it feels less like a this is important to the film and more like a what if I just called it this for a while? Right. They, yeah. Like, yeah. Never, Let's just they, yeah. They never. It, it was on the mar- marker and they just never changed the title. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Um, or it could be or could be wrong and you'll come out with an interview. It's like oh no, it's really layered. It's a it's a giant anagram. The other question I have for you guys is sort of like related to, I guess, the third act, maybe the end, wherever the acts are partitioned. Right. Does it have any sort of quote unquote satisfying type of ending? <laughs> so th- I have a great, I mean, that's what I was Go thinking ahead. about too, as far as why certain people will like and not like this. Uh-huh. The movie is, it's not a jump scare fest. Right. Yeah. There it doesn't are, sound like it. There are some things that can I that yes will would ideally make someone jump like mm-hmm. as far as getting your attention for sure, um, but I do think the without it's not it's not like there's much to give away but I do think a lot of this for some people might depend on the idea that I'm going through all this because there has to be some kind of resolution mm-hmm. uh, that's going to justify yes. what I've just watched exactly. and if like if that's the I'm not saying if there is or isn't. But if you're that kind of person, like if that if you need some kind of like closure of a loop in order to make you feel good, this movie is not that movie. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Most definitely. Like I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And and all, I, I the the third act of the movie is the movie is a part where I was kind of checking my watch figuratively. I like I, I okay. wanted it. I was I knew that it was gearing towards kind of you know when you feel like there's a movie it's gearing towards its ending and then it kind of just yes. like stays overstays a little bit. Other it's very much a part where it does feel like it's about to end. Yeah. As far as there's mm-hmm. like there's kind of like fade outs and you're seeing like a longer and longer perspective of something. And it's yeah. like, I guess we're kind of wrapping up here. Mm-hmm. And then like some text comes on screen explaining yeah. something. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, and then it keeps going. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Right. Like, I, I, Marcus, I agree with you. Like, it, it, it does feel like it's, it. There's a winding down. It seems, but this movie's so obtuse <laughs> 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 that you that you don't quite. I, I can't. I, I don't. When I look back, and it's like, why would I think it would end here? This movie has nothing else to tell me. What sure. it was gonna do. <laughs> like, why would I think it would stop here? So going into this movie, I, or it, watching watching this movie, I. Uh, 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 like the first like 40 minutes, I felt like it, it was quicker than, than maybe um, some would think like from, from the title or whatever. Like I'm, uh, I sure. feel like it did have a structure. Like there was, there was a structure there that was quicker than it could have been. It could have dragged it out a little bit. It could have whatever, but it was quicker. 
I feel like the last act sacrifices all of that and goes like, hey, that's why I feel like it falters. I feel like it sacrifices that for like, hey, I have some, I ran out, I ran out of this particular story. So I have, but I still have cool shots. And maybe I'm totally wrong. And it me like you said, I mean something like whatever. And like I said, this, this, again, this may be a movie that the, the theories behind it are more fun to talk about than the actual mm-hmm. movie. But that last part of the movie, I was just kind of like disinterested. I felt like the story was gone. Like they had finished and they, they were doing this other kind of like 2001 space odyssey stuff that wasn't, good but that's fair i wouldn't say bad but i hear what you're saying it just it just didn't he didn't hit me as effectively as by the time i got to that point i was kind of like ruminating on how effective the first half of the movie was and i was like oh wow that was really effective oh wow i'm still thinking about that scene oh wow whatever and then it was things were happening in that this half half and i'm like i'm, I'm just disinterested in this Another follow-up question for you guys. How much research did you guys do before watching this movie? None. I purposely okay. didn't so do you, any. You you did you hear like the buzz and then you were like, let me go check it out? Or yes, I, I just I I had seen that it was around and certainly had a it was yeah. gaining a level of buzz popularity as far as you know it came out and it was on a number of screens and I knew yeah. it I knew it it famously like it had leaked it had leaked onto uh TikTok and other places. So people had been seeing it. So that's oh, kind of but it's pretty it, clever. Yeah, and it was well, not. I mean, the director, like he's, he's not. You know, that wasn't his preferred way yeah, for it to be seen. But he, all, but he's, but he has acknowledged. He's acknowledged the fact that it's like, well, it is nice that the film's getting notice. Right, so right. I can't be completely against it. Now, to its yeah. credit, movie cost fifteen thousand dollars. It's already made. It's already made one point five million dollars. Wow! No one's going to complain about that. I mean, yeah, that's that's, no. a, that's a great that's a great ROI. Right. Um, and it's increased in theaters. Um, despite i know it being divisive so it's like it's getting out there director's happy that it's getting you know it's notoriety or what have you yeah but yeah as far as yeah i didn't do anything to see what this was beforehand it's beyond marcus did you do anything besides uh, aaron's recommendation i had heard similar things uh the leak and everything like that and um i had actually heard uh some people talk about it um uh, on like the internet um Mm -hmm about it being kind of like i had heard somebody use the word like david lynch and poltergeist um whoa but yeah other than that other than that i i, I had heard one person like going in going in i had heard one person say that it was really really boring but yeah. that's neither here nor there um sure. about the movie itself i didn't really know much about it about how it was going to be structured. That's why I was so kind of like relieved that it there was a structure. It wasn't because, you know, I've seen art movies before. I've seen experimental movies before that really just wear on your, they want you to be bored. It's the intent is to be bored. The intent is to uh, like wear you down a little bit. This is the intent of the art piece. Right. I get it. I get it. I've seen this. I've, I've, I've seen this. Um, so I was relieved when this did have a structure. There was a structure. It was just telling it in a different way. It was giving you like avant-garde, just different, a little different than than. It, I I would equate this to again. I'll I'll go back. Uh, I would equate this to paranormal activity. It tells similar thing. There are similar things. Uh, it's just shot different. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's rely, it's relying on the idea of what's going on when you're not looking and in the dark. Yeah, like that, and like exp- and exploring that from different perspectives. On the right. one hand, you have a couple that's like, I don't know about this. Let's set up a camera and see what happens. Right. Uh, and, the, right. and this just like, oh, these kids got in the wrong house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly that. So you guys and, would basically uh, recommend watching it at home with the lights turned off and headphones on. I, yeah, I wouldn't want any anyone that's interested in horror should not deny themselves what this movie has to offer. Whether or not you like it, well, that's you know through the eye of the beholder. But the idea that this exists and is trying to do something, let alone mm-hmm. something different, I'm not against that at all. Yeah, so, yeah. most definitely, most definitely that. And, and yeah, see it, see it, see it where you can, but just make sure. Like when it when Aaron said it got leaked on TikTok, I was like, oh, that might be an interesting place to to watch it. And, right. You know, it's yeah. it's not it's not you're. As long as you're alone, it seems like one of those movies that you sh- where you shouldn't be watching it, and that doesn't seem like a, a like a communal thing, um, right? You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would recommend it if you're like home alone and something, just pop it on and see what you think. If you bail, you bail. You know, I, I again like what what Aaron said. Um, it, it's good that stuff like this is being made. I yeah, can never be mad at that. You know, yeah. yeah. I think that justifies where people should go and see it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but uh, the, I think the point that that Marcus and I have reached is what we just said. Yeah. It's you know, if you want to check something out, out like this, it's out there, and it's uh, it, it has an, it has a, currently has enough accessibility to be, and it'll be on Shutter pretty soon as well. Ooh. So it'll be available to watch right uh, pretty easily. Yeah. So um, well, Marcus, thanks for uh, for joining us. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you're on. able to talk about Skin. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Hey, oh no 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 no. What up? No. What time is it over here? I think it would be time for a quick game here. Oh my god. This was totally not planned. <laughs> <laughs> Let it know, in fact, that's actually the, the theme that plays when the children wake up from their dream. And that's how Mark is going to feel after he plays the game that you said. <laughs> I have two games for you guys. One of them is just a warm up game, Great. and the other game is the real game. Uh, which I'll get to the name of in a second. This movie or this this first game is called That Movie Is How Long? These are oh, all okay. movies related to uh people that have gone missing because we talked about uh missing the movie. Uh okay. so I'll go through uh, both of you guys will get a chance to answer, but you guys can just tell me how long a movie is. Um or Marcus, because you're a guest here, the first movie here is The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. How long do you think that movie is? Um, okay, I'm gonna go two hours. I'm gonna go two hours and thirty-six minutes. Okay. And then what about you, Aaron? That is a goddamn good guess, but I'm still gonna say a little higher. I'm gonna say uh <sighs> I, I think it's one sixty one. So like what is that? Two forty one. One sixty one, two forty one. Or like two uh, two hours and forty one minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So you have three minutes. You're, the The real answer is two hours and thirty eight minutes. You're three minutes over. Marcus is two minutes under. That uh, goes to Marcus. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's go. Yeah, I have all these. Uh, I have written it out in the hours, minutes, and also the the just like the running time in minutes part. Uh, the next one here, the collection. Uh, this is where a guy has to go retrieve something in a house that is full of traps, but he doesn't know who set him up. Wait, wait, wait. the collection or the collector? The collector, yeah. 
yeah, the collection, not the. This is the real game, the, right? This oh, is not the practice. No, the collect the collection is the seat. Oh, this the collect, this is the the, uh, the party the party yeah. house. Yeah, that. So which one are we doing? The collection, the second one. So the second one, okay. The collection. Uh, Aaron, you got to go first. Uh, hmm. I, I think the first is like a tight ninety. So the second one does it. I think it goes shorter. I'm gonna say 82 minutes. Okay, and Marcus, what about you? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm gonna go 85. It is exactly 82 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you get that one. 11 years since I've seen that movie. <laughs> oh my, Marcus, you get to go first on this next one here. Gone Girl. Ooh, Everyone's uh, looking for Amy Dunn. Okay. Um. Okay. 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 I'm gonna say it's like two hours and five minutes okay what about you aaron oh i think it's longer than that i'm gonna uh, say because fincher's living longer lately yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say that's a good i don't want to go over i think i got some wiggle room 225 225 the answer is two hours and 29 minutes oh right 149 minutes so marcus you get that one wait what no you, you said it. 225 minutes? I keep saying, okay, two hours and 25 oh, okay. minutes. Yes. <laughs> two hours and 25 minutes. I win. Yes, Aaron, you get yeah, it. I didn't think it was a four hour movie. Yeah, know? I was like, Jesus, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I know this picture makes good movies. But... Oh, I see that you're using the hour minute format. I will, I'm sorry. I will specify <laughs> what I'm saying. I will be more clear. So okay. Two hours and 25 minutes. Yeah, you get that one. You're four minutes off. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the four last hours. one in this year. <laughs> <laughs> the last one in this game here gone baby gone oh actually there's actually two more one, one, one. gone okay. baby gone uh marcus you get to go first um uh, oof. it isn't it me i uh I, marcus oh, you went first in the, yeah in gone no baby. oh no, marcus Mar went first, oh, in gone, went first. Aaron, okay. you get to go first in go gone, ahead, baby gone. gone baby gone um it's a little over two but not why over so i'm gonna say two hours and mm -hmm. um six minutes okay two hours and six minutes and what about you marcus i'm gonna go one hour and 56 minutes it is one hour and 54 minutes okay oh, let's marcus. Okay. oh yes you. let's go uh, the last one here the sister movie to to missing searching uh, so Marcus, you get to go first because Aaron went first in that last um, one. The movie with John Cho, looking for his yeah. daughter. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say ninety. Like I'm gonna say like went hour minutes an and hour, then the last one. <laughs> an, an hour and thirty six minutes. An hour and thirty six minutes. Okay, what about you? That may be too high. Gosh, is it long? How long was missing? <laughs> uh, it, I can it go longer. Yeah. I think it would it must have been must have been longer. Missing was one hour and fifty one minutes. Oh wow. It was long. Yeah, I, that that yeah, that was another thing. It was a long movie. Yeah, <laughs> a movie like that. It felt really long. longer. I God, Marcus is pretty good, good there. And I but I, I still think it traipsed over. So I'm gonna say an hour and forty three minutes. It is an hour and forty two minutes. What All the right. hell? <laughs> Aaron, you've won the warm up game. The real game is called Movies Marcus Game. 
Okay. <laughs> this game God. may oh is the first God. time we ever play this game. This might be the last time we ever play this game. Please. This is a game in which I will ask Aaron first. Uh-huh. The rating that Marcus gave a movie. <laughs> oh, how am I supposed? How am I supposed to know that? <laughs> I mean, Aaron gets to go first, and you get to guess second. So, okay. Aaron, these are all movies that Marcus has reviewed for his website, moviesmarcus.com. Uh, okay. On a scale of five stars. So, first one here. Oh I'm God. thinking of ending things. What did Marcus rate? <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things. Damn. Uh, like, um. Now I'm trying to remember if you like like it's either one where it's like I love this movie or I hated it. You know, no, no hands, Marcus. Like um, but I th- I re- I think you liked it. Um, but how much? I'm gonna say a solid four out of five. Four out of five, Marcus. What did you give? I'm thinking of ending things. I don't remember, but I know it wasn't good. Like I think I gave it like okay, one, so one and a half, it. maybe. Yeah, I hated it. It is one and a half. Sorry. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I knew it was some I, extreme. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I knew you. I, I knew you were a very with a road on it. Okay. Aaron, yeah. the next movie here. First cow. What did Marcus rate? First cow. Has a cow well, in it. For, first off, now that you've seen Skin and Break, I'm curious if you watch up the King of Anything again, you like it more. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, let's see. First cow. Well, it had 2020's best cow. Marcus does like cows. <laughs> cow made his top ten list this year. All in all, I think that adds up to four and a half stars. Four and a half. Marcus, what did you rate first cow? Um, I don't I don't remember, but I don't I didn't like it. Um oh, maybe, okay. maybe maybe two and a half stars, maybe? That is correct. Okay. <laughs> two and a half stars. Is that right? All right. I get it now. Marcus <laughs> hates Marcus hates narrative animals. Yeah, no, he, he hates only likes narrative sad, animal films. Sad he documentary loves, animals. He loves documentary animal films. They didn't have uh, enough cow. <laughs> exactly. That movie had so much. You're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that cow made them biscuits. And, Marcus need more cowbell. Uh, Aaron, mm-hmm. Gemini Man. What did Marcus rate Gemini Man? <laughs> hmm. Was he on the? I know Scott and I was. Was Marcus also on the Gemini Man podcast? He might have been. Okay. Um, because I think we were all like, well, we admire what we're trying to do here. What do we like? Um, but I'm still gonna say I think maybe like a three out of five. Okay. And then uh, Marcus, what did you rate Gemini Man? Uh, yeah, I think I think Aaron's right. I think it, it like is right a three. Aaron, you get that one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Yay. The next one here. You Aaron, know. <laughs> what did Marcus rate Suspiria? Oh, Suspiria. Uh, um, once again, I feel like this is an extreme. It's gonna be like one side <laughs> or the other. You know me too. Terrence, well, Terrence hated Suspiria. So what? What did the other black half of the podcast? <laughs> I know. We're a monolith. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. Terrence hated gonna, nanny, and I love nanny. So, yeah. Think about so, think about that. Well, yeah, I and mean, that's what I'm gonna say. Maybe I'm gonna go four out of five again. Four out of five, Marcus. What did you rate Suspiria? No, I didn't like it. I think it was like two. Yeah, okay. Like, it was a two. Okay. <laughs> no, <can't> a two. <laughs> yeah. I love I love how you're like he could either be extreme on this. Or <laughs> he knows when I'm extreme. I feel like I know when you're the middle. I think that's what I'm best. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the next one here, ready or not, 
Aaron, what did, what did Marcus rate ready or not? Well, that seems like a one. I'm going to say three and a half. Okay. And Marcus, what did you, what did you rate uh, ready or not? Yeah, I, I think I gave it probably, yeah, three and a half or four, maybe. Three and a half is correct. Yeah, Aaron, you get All that right. one. Okay. okay. Uh, the next one here, Lights Out. What did Marcus rate Lights Out, Aaron? <laughs> Horror movie. Well, we liked Lights Out. Did Marcus like it? Because it's good. <laughs> uh, um, not enough cow. <laughs> I I feel like uh, maybe you got hung up on like the depression stuff or something, and it didn't work for you. <laughs> so <laughs> step, lean, in, step into my mind. I think I'm gonna lean backwards this time, and I'm gonna say like two stars. Okay, two stars. I think, uh, I, Marcus, what did you rate Lights Out? I think I hated this movie a lot. I think I gave it like one and a half or one star. Like I hated it. You gave it one star. Okay. Uh, yeah, I hated it. Marcus. But I love Marcus's review. He lists like 14 things and the last five are like, not scary, not scary, not scary. <laughs> like, the reason why he didn't like this. Like not scary. Go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that next one here. Aaron, <laughs> what did Marcus rate Spencer? This is the, the Princess Diana film. Oh, Spencer. That's like on his top. It's on his top 10 that year. Um, let's see. I know Mark Hoban didn't like it, and I'm pretty sure you were both on that podcast. Um, so I'm. What did he give it though? He liked it a lot. What is? I don't think it's the full five. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say four and a half. Okay, Marcus, what did you give Spencer? Yeah, I think I gave it like four and a half because it was on my top ten. It is four and a half. Aaron, All right, that. there we go. Uh, Aaron knows here. me. Yeah, he knows you when you about your royal family love. Yeah, uh, my my yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that's your your. That's why, that's why you the go. The only colonizers Mar- that Marcus will like. Yeah, yeah Marcus Harry good. Robinson. That's, yeah. that's exactly. That's what they call me. You changed. It. Just yeah, just a few more here, Aaron. What did what did Marcus give Straight Outta Compton? Oh, Straight Outta Compton is. Um, did you go full negative? I I'll say two and a half. Okay, and uh, Marcus, what did you give Straight Outta Compton? Um, I think it was mixed. I think I'd probably give it like a three or something. Two, remember that is correct. You were oh. right down the middle with the three. Okay. I know you're right down the middle. I couldn't remember like the star rating was. Okay. But I know you're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> a couple more here. Judas and the Black Messiah. What did Marcus give Judas and the Black Messiah, Aaron? I think he liked it quite a bit. I don't know as much as I did, but I'll, I'll say a four. Okay. Marcus, what did you give Judas and the Black Messiah? Uh, I think I gave it a four. Yeah, it's a four. Four, four. Aaron, you get that one. All right. Uh, Last one here. Blinded by the Light. What did Marcus give Blinded by the Light? This is a tale. That's random. uh, (laughs) Yeah. A a young boy loves Bruce Springsteen, wants to come to America. (laughs) Good, good movie. Um, Did you you go over the moon for it? I don't (laughs) think. uh, I'll say a solid three and a half. Three and a half. Uh, Marcus, what Um, did you get Blinded by the Light? Honestly, I don't. I don't remember. Uh, like, uh, like a trick you didn't read like, right uh, like <laughs> a like up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, maybe I gave it a three. I don't remember loving it. Or... You did give it a three. Oh, wow. You just gave it a, a regular old three. So, Mark, did you get that one? Marcus, you ended up winning this game six to four. Good job. Could you give me that? Could you give me that last point to make it six to five? You said three and a <laughs> half. Did. It wasn't three and a half. This, <laughs> this was the real game. Yeah, this and is the real game. Everybody, 
to know. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, for the, funsies, no you games, probably know the answer. No games uh, that happened today actually mattered besides this game. And I just wanted yeah. that to, to be made clear. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah, you won the game yeah, this that, week, Marcus. Yeah, you get a blue and silver cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you. you <laughs> oh. Marcus, right. thank you so much for being on. Yay, thank you for this. <laughs> Wait, did you have a bonus question? Did you say something? No, oh, no. I was just saying for funsies, do you know what uh, Marcus gave Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Oh, like four, probably. Marcus, what did you give Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? I think I gave it a five. A five. That was, oh, that was the only five that, was... that I saw, baby. Okay. <laughs> All right. Marcus Robinson knows Marcus Robinson's. <laughs> don't ask me any more questions or else I'm going to get Don't okay, quote. So I, don't I, ask me for quotes. Don't ask me, don't yeah. ask me for quotes. I won't introduce that third game that I made for this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did you make one? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. That'd be really funny if I did. Yeah. Well, that was the Marcus Robinson, the, the movie's Marcus game. Yay! No, everybody. Margie, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. Hey, actually, you want to, you want to stick around for feedback? Uh, sure. Yeah, feedback. Let's do some out now. Let's do some out now. Feedback. 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 Yeah. We we'll go over the various various questions answered on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/not podcast. We have a number of questions of the listeners, and they gave us some answers. And then we got a question actually this week as well. But, Great. Uh, First question here, kind of dark. What is your favorite film about involving a kidnapping? Uh, friends, show Michael <laughs> Lee has buried. Cellular and the Black Phone. Chris Cleveland writes Ten Cloverfield Lane and Split. Philip Hurd writes High and Low, Tokyo Godfathers, and RRR. Very disgusting. I mean, RRR. I mean, yeah. on the list is like, well, yeah. Um, there's of course, uh, give me back my son. Uh, that movie's pretty yes. good. Uh, Ran- Ransom. That's a, yeah. that's, a, that's a solid Ron Howard. Remember movie. when Gary Sinise was like everybody's villain in the nineties? Yeah, and now he's just like a great a good guy, guy that gives like, to charity. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he's like a regular good guy now. He's, I think he's like in a TV show or something like that. Um, favorite movie involving a kidnapping? Raising Arizona. Okay, that's yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, Silence I'm gonna of the go, Lambs. Go, Jeez, um, yeah. Old boy. Old boy. Oh. Is there kidnapping an old boy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess, yeah, the premise of it. Yeah, yeah okay, they, 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 for like 20 years or something like that. Well, right? let, me, let me put it this way. It's not like, I'll, I'll, so let me say it this way. It's not like, it, it's like, we, we have a ransom offer. We need to get some money out of this. It's so kidding. Fucking with you. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. really what it comes down to. I'm not, I'm not against this answer. I'm just, that's why my mind didn't click into it as like sure. kidnapping specific. Silence of the Lambs isn't that either. That's just more like, I'm taking you and I'm going to make That's an abduction, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next question we have here. What? What are your favorite films about a missing person? Gary Sofford, friend of the show, writes Bunny Lake is missing and Flight Plan. Catherine has The Deep End of the Ocean, starring Michelle Pfeiffer. Chris has You Were Never Really Here, Bone Tomahawk, and I know it's not a human, but Pig. Oh. And Philip has Gone, Baby Gone, and a shout out to The <clears throat> Missing Dog and Isle of Dogs. Let's get shout out. Thank you. Favorite film about a missing person, hmm. old boy. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yes, every yes. That's where it comes it's up. Old boy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say the labyrinth. I don't know. Is it labyrinth? Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. yeah, that's also kidnapping, right? David that's Bowie's also kidnapping. Taking, yeah. taking all those babies. Yeah, um, exactly. Missing person. <laughs> I'll, I'll shout out uh, John Cho surging. There you go. All right. Um, what's it? Uh, Shutter Island? 
because they're duly appointed federal marshals. They got to find somebody. <laughs> that was a good, uh, that was a good Leo. <laughs> the duly appointed marshals. Can you can you now do his his partner? I can't do Ruffalo. It's too yeah. specific. He's got a very soft voice. I can't really do Ruffalo. It's so, it's soft yet like stressed at the same time. It's a it's a yeah. very specific thing. This is why there's only one Mark Ruffalo. Uh, I mean, here. you say that, but like that Noah Centennial, like he seems like young Mark <laughs> oh, Ruffalo every time I see good, him. He looks they both exactly have like, like you know, the same kind of curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. They look like if you if, if they made 14 going on 40, you would cast Noah Centennial. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> well, that expression here is. What's, what are we doing again? <laughs> we just talking about is this the Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> they knew and they let it happen. They knew. Oh, my God. Robbie. <laughs> Uh, next question here. What are some great films relying on computers as a way to save the day? Chris has Hackers. Mm -hmm. Philip writes Summer Wars, the animated movie. The anime movie, I should say. Uh, a Jurassic Park. Dr Ooh. <laughs> ah, you didn't say the magic word. She's a hacker. <laughs> it's a Unix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great films relying on computers to save the day. Um, hmm. I mean, uh, Daryl is computer himself. War games, Tr Tron, Tron, yeah, war games, exactly, yeah. So all those eighties, like we're gonna blow up the world. Flight of the Navigator. There's computers in there. There you, you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Did they use computers to save the day though? <laughs> it's more like we. It's, it's more like it's more like we have to blow up every. Well, no, they used a walking see. computer from the future to destroy the computers of the present. <laughs> there you go. And then he just did himself because he's like, you know, I got to do it for the future. I mean, if the t if he wasn't there, they still could have broken into Skynet and did the same thing. I mean, did they really need? Aaron, he had detailed files. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know how much I can hold this. <laughs> Everybody um, move out. That's uh, Hank from That's uh, Hank from Breaking Bad, yes. From Breaking Bad, yeah. yeah. He's the leader of the Always playing a cop. All right, last question here. What are your favorite simple one-word title movies? Scott has Casablanca. Jeff has Predator, Alien, Aliens, Jaws, Underworld, Snatch, Salt, Red, Taken. Chris has Fargo, Delicatessen, Carrie, Aliens, Possessor, and Philip has Departures, Ron, Hoosiers, and Dunkirk. Wow, Philip with a Departures pull. Let's get some offhand, off-the-cuff, one-word titles out of your favorites. Go! Um, Mithrigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you pronounce it, right? <laughs> I'm gonna go... That came to mind. That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> Just Mithrigan? <laughs> Sick? The one that you made earlier, the movie you made earlier. <laughs> I'm gonna go. So, so, um... Do you have any movies that you've seen that you have? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jeff wrote so many of them. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Marcus? Um, I'm gonna go. Oh, uh, Gunda, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, no, of course. Um, <laughs> um, like Vertigo or Misery. These are great movies. Those are, that you those made. are yeah. great, great movies. Yeah. Jaws, Psycho, Goodfellas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, there's a question that can be asked of uh, all of us today. Uh, Philip asks uh, me, you, and Marcus, have y'all ever considered covering an anime film for the monthly commentary? That'd be terrific. Mm. Philip, um, 
Always. I've considered this. That's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a good question. Also, Philip added a, I didn't put it in here, but like he added a, that he really likes our commentaries and encourages everyone to listen to them. Those are all really fun. So I appreciate that very much. I think uh, every time we put those on, they are a lot of fun to do. And we like, we like, we decided early on to do them every month because they tend to get good responses. So it's nice to like, we've done this assault on precinct 13 one. It's already yeah. gotten a lot of good response. So it's, it is fun to do them. Uh, as far as anime, like Abe, I'd be certainly down to do a commentary on anime. Yeah. Show. We're talking about it with friends of the show, Michael Lee and uh, uh, Mark Basis all the time too. Uh, but yeah, of course. Yeah. I, we're open to any type of film. Cause again, we're, we're on Gilmore Detroit, friend of the show, Gilmore Detroit's page. Uh, animation is uh, is a medium, so for sure. But yeah, like the yeah, like the Cowboy Bebop movie that'd be a fun commentary to do. Um, yeah, because we could talk. We could once again talk more about Cowboy Bebop and about the action, the live show, and the movie itself, and what. There's a lot of things we can explore for that. But I mean, right. I mean, we certainly referenced Akira plenty of times in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and Philip, you had a previous answer of Summer Wars, which is a, a, a pretty interesting summer or pretty interesting anime movie. Yeah, or like I don't know, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Um, you got to expand I, too. You got to watch like things like uh, the Ranma one half movies, all seven of them. <laughs> and there's the um the the Grave of the Firefly Onion Challenge. We're never gonna Fire... watch. Where you, where you watch Grave of the Fireflies and peel an onion at the same time? <laughs> Please, uh, no, I'm <laughs> crying <what>? already. <laughs> it's That's that popular challenge. Yeah. <laughs> is, <laughs> terrific movie about World War this, II. Is this, is this TikTok? I don't know. What TikTok. <laughs> that was a real thing. You know, oh, wow, is the fireflies and eating onions? What? Uh, well, that was too bad. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah, yeah. Be Thanks back. for all the answers and what happened. Yeah. Well, that's gonna wrap. That's gonna wrap us up for this week's episode about now eternity. Uh, you can find more of my work, my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I'm also writing for We Live Entertainment and Wise and Blue, and I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. Abe, you can find more of over my Instagram, Abe.Mua, and Twitter.com/slash/WallerSmooth. Hashtag Thumbs up on I love you. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's hard to do this visually, or it's hard to do this audio, audibly when it's a visual thing that happens in missing. <laughs> Marcus Robinson, where can people find more of you online? Uh, um, uh, moviesmarcus.com and moviesmarcus on Twitter and moviesmarcus1 on Instagram. You can and, find all and, the other yeah. And don't at me on any kind of football or anything because I hate sports. <laughs> but you won the game. I sports hate team. sports. No sports. I'm with Aaron. Go go team. Yeah, you know, sports team. Yeah. Uh you can find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron on iTunes, Audio, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud Automatic and HH ability. Go for the email is at podcast at gmail.com. Or you can write on Facebook wall, Facebook.com slash out podcast or Twitter at twitter.com slash out now underscore podcast. And our Instagram page, Instagram.com slash out underscore podcast as well. And of course, find us on iTunes and give us a rating and review. That would be great. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Marcus, thank you very much for joining us. Midway yeah, thanks for being on up. for an extended period, Marcus. Thank, oh, thank you for having me. Of course. Glad to have you as always. Thanks to the listeners for listening. Next week, um, if things go certain ways we could be able to do a uh, Sundance episode Ooh. or uh, at least talk about one of the films that's premiering at Sundance and I believe opens in theaters next week which is Infinity Pool that's the new Brandon Cronenberg yes. film uh, but we'll we'll see what happens we got some options ahead of us uh, but that's gonna do it for this week's episode so until next time so long and goodbye